The following program is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views expressed are those of the panelists and not necessarily those of the sponsors, Broadway Media, or any school district, their respective managements or employees. Geek Show Podcast, welcome to it. Brand new episode for you. Uh, the name of this episode is Nitro Burning Funny Thread Count. That works better if you say it quickly together. Nitro burning. And I'm a professional. All right. Nitro burning funny thread count is the name of the episode. You'll figure it out. Because I don't remember. Uh, Yes, stay till the end. Oh, this is great. Jimmy Martin, Hollywood's best friend, has recorded interviews for you. Uh, In this uh, episode, we're going to review Alien Covenant, the new Pirates of the Caribbean movie, which he liked a lot. And at the end of this episode interviews with Javier Bardem, Jeffrey Rush, and uh, Jerry Bruckheimer. And also at the end of this, the voices of the original uh, Bambi and Thumper, kid versions of Bambi and Thumper. Uh, Yeah, Jimmy's just interviewing people all over the world. It's just awesome. So uh, stay till the end of this episode for that. And uh, we want to thank all of our sponsors, of course. Dr. Bolt's Comic Connection, open seven days a week. Their hold service is free, and with that, you get a discount of 20% off purchases over $20 or more, and you get your previews catalog for free as well. 2043 East, 3300 South, Dr. Volt's Comic Connection. Also, our friends at Cabin Fever. Hey, Dave, lunch boxes, playing cards, jigsaw puzzles, gift books, tin signs, more at the corner of 500 South, 700 East, located in the heart of Trolley Square. Cabin Fever, so much more than a card store. Also, our friend uh, Chef Daniel Cantu. Are you having ingredients from the store shipped to your home with a recipe card and you have to do all the work that's a sucker's bet let daniel do that for you home delivery service is geared to those who can't cook or too busy or have decided to make a change in their diet and don't know where to start just go to his website cantuscatering.com that's c-a-n-t-u-s catering.com also, uh, Black Velvet Boutique. I want to thank uh, Dawn and Leah at Black Velvet Boutique up there in Clearfield, 293 South State Street in Clearfield. They're open seven days a week. It's a, it's not a porn store. It's a store for grown-ups who enjoy or want to enjoy sex. Black Velvet Boutique, so go up and see them. also want to thank uh, the Tour de Cure for sponsoring the show. Geek Show sponsored by Tour de Cure. Ride, walk, or run on June 10th in Brigham City to support the American Diabetes Association. You can learn more and let them know you heard about it here by going to diabetes.org slash geekshow. That's one word, diabetes.org slash geekshow. Also brought to us by Nucleus, the Wi-Fi home intercom with uh, auto answer. Wi-Fi home intercom with auto answer. Nucleus allows you to connect with the people that you love, whether they're downstairs or across the country. And you can learn more at nucleuslife.com. All right, let's get to the episode. It's nitro-burning funny thread count. All right. Pleased to enjoy. We've got a lot of stuff to cover Plums. today. Weapons of mass destruction is real. You are ruining so many shows for me. I've... Ooh, that's my favorite. But here's the list of porn found in Odin's vault. I'll do interpretive dance. That wasn't even put in until after the movie was done. <laughs> it might have been good. John Goodman's dead? Yeah. Plato's so, Superman punches a fake planet. Christ. Isn't he like bitching that he doesn't just, get jobs? It looks like it's made out of Play-Doh. And you didn't even hear half of it. <laughs> Geekshowpodcast.com And we're back in the basement. Third Yay! show! Woo! It is a third show. Mm. And we did we did see some... 
discreet shit. It was dope. Well, we can talk about it in a bit if you'd like. It's, an, it's interesting. I don't think it's hitting <coughs> a third show sober. Yeah. It's a new experience for me. I know. It's weird, I did a four show sober last time. I know. Well, and they I, were, those were good shows. Yeah. Are you saying these aren't? Oh, my God. I'm not saying they're good shows That's or bad it. shows. Get out of here. These shows are right in the meaty part of the curve, I think. Right in the meaty <laughs> part of the curve. <laughs> meaty part of the curve? Well, closer, That's a gross thing. Closer to the bone, sweeter the meat. Mm-hmm. Just so you know. no, I, I, I just <clears> noticed <throat> after listening to the last couple of shows, I, I do better on the program with less booze. Oh. Hmm. That's not a reflection on anybody else. That's just that uh, I... I what are you trying to say, Lee? I interrupt you guys last when I'm not drinking. Your levels are easier to manage, too. Yes. <laughs> I'm... <laughs> I don't know. I, I love you, Lee. I'm a little bit of an alcohol-fueled funny car. <laughs> so. Nitro burning. Alcohol, ni- yeah. My alcohol the- nitro burning funny car. Yeah. So that's my gift to all of you is is uh, my my sobriety on the Geek Show. My mine all depends on my alcoholic state and my emotional state. It's I, interesting how Jay started talking and the, the volume went sorry. up. On the, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, blame, I blame Adam's song. I'm sorry. Jay, we're going to have to get out of that seat. Like, yeah, we've got to drown out Pillow Face. <laughs> <laughs> pillow Face. He ain't been around in a minute. No, it's been a while. Is he touring? I guess so. Well, see, I want to I want to do a, a team-up show with... Did we name him? You know, I still oh. haven't gotten around to naming him, and everybody gave such great suggestions. Can we just? Re- can we? How about we just, that character? Do how, how about we just read him on this? Be him now. I we read him and just we vote. I figured his name was something like Laverl. Uh, it could be. It could be. Yeah, um, be one of small but I, but I want to do a show with Pillowface Jenkins and the uh, imp- the guy who works at the newspaper in Kentucky, Laverl well, Sinclair. It, well, I'll just say this. I think that's it. Let's just call it. Laverl Sinclair. Laverl no, Sinclair. I, I want to hear the other options, though. Yeah. I got, I there mean, were a bunch of them. Is it? Is it? I time? can bring back Aloysius. And it was. Oh, it was yeah. And it was two weeks ago, and so I can't find them. I, I yeah. should have stopped and taken a moment and named the character, but I didn't. I I was busy I, doing. I would love the options. That um, means he belongs to the world. Busy taking pictures in Korea, right? <laughs> <laughs> I just say this: uh, if we do that, if we do that crossover episode as Pillowface's manager, um, <laughs> you need. Um, he, he doesn't like he doesn't like to talk much. Yeah, because his vocal cords. He has to save his voice. Yeah, he has to save his voice. Well, so he's we'll, old. We'll need a lot of teeth. Now, now, for those who don't know, Pillowface Jenkins is is a uh, a blues singer. Yes. All right. He's he's, a, he's had a he's had a, a resurgence recently since that documentary uh, "Waiting for Pillow Man" came out. <laughs> Uh, he's touring with his new band, The Panties. No, no, no. Um, well, what, his newest album that's coming out is called Thread Count. And uh, now, <laughs> yeah. well, I noticed he got he got some of those. I remember we sent him. We all pitched in, and we sent him some really, really high Thread County Egyptian cotton mm-hmm. sheets. But see, I was going to ask when you say the panties, are we talking like underwear? Or are we talking like out of breath? Oh no, it's it's underwear. It's underwear. Oh. I mean, it'll be out of breath. Pillow maybe in thirty face years. And the that's where your head yeah. goes to the panties. Oh, it's like a bunch was... of people like out of breath. Yeah. Why can't it be both? <laughs> Because sometimes I, mean, I guess you're technically right. You fucking. Weirdo. I mean, you can be out of breath. Oh, I'm sorry for knowing the English on. language. You dick. Uh, fuck you, pal. <laughs> oh, I'm over there. Oh, it's getting heated. I think it's time to take Shannon off the t-shirt. <laughs> Change the logo again. All right, God all right now, gentlemen, gentlemen, y'all don't calm down. Pillowface. Hey, hey, Pillowface Jenkins, how, everybody. Hey, how y'all doing? I just want to say, Shannon, I see you. I see you over there. You got you. You got you. You you're looking good, young man. I'm about to jump somebody else out of Geek Show. Right, no, you're look- <laughs> well, first of all, hey, if you're going to jump me, you got to get in the double dutch, baby. Okay, you feel oh, what- you picking up what I'm laying down? I think he's talking. I think so. Jump rope. 
I'm confused. That's the double Dutch, right? Yeah, that, that, that's that double Dutch. Hey, my man Quad over here. Yeah. Hey, how you Hi, doing, brother? I'm, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing solid, man. I'm just I'm maintaining, living life, you know, just trying to get on that geratrol. It's good to see you. Yeah, I, I think got... if, if this documentary does happen, it no! needs to be something oh, along the lines of documentary now. <laughs> yeah. Have you watched any of that? Well, uh, we I, I, I love that show. Uh, yeah. But we could do a show with, with Shannon as the internet and... Or Aloysius. Or Aloysius. Or Aloysius, yeah. yeah. Or Aloysius. I'd love to get like a big, like, Colonel white suit. <laughs> like a little, big white like suit a with a tie. Oh, this With flower. a fan. Yeah. You gotta have a fan, yeah. Mm, this flower's Wilton. I got the vapors. I got the vapors over here. And being as how we don't have characters, Jimmy. Oh, you better we, get them? Well, I, I had one. I but think I He was killed one. off screen. <laughs> he was killed off screen. <laughs> All right. He was killed off screen. <laughs> He's Lee George K. Hey, I just ran down the store stairs and said, Richie, Joni, I'll be back in a minute. And I was never seen again. <laughs> and then Joni yelled back, I'm dead. <laughs> dead. Uh, I, I aged poorly. Yo, that's how the played da- by Gilbert Gottfried. That's how the daughter in uh, Family Matters. Remember that show Family Matters? <laughs> no, I don't. That? I was an adult. Okay. Yep. Well, there was that one. You can still watch television. Yeah, there, I, I didn't watch There was the youngest Robots, daughter in right? Family Matters. She went up the stairs and they... They got rid of her character. Yeah, so no, the, the, old, the oldest Cunningham, first episode of Happy Days, uh, went down the stairs, said, Hey, Mom, Pop, we'll be back in a few minutes. And he was never seen never again. Never came back. That's crazy. Kind of like, was it the Brady Bunch dog, Tiger? Uh, no, Tiger, uh, he, he showed up every now and then. Yeah? Because I remember he, was, he had scenes with uh, Cousin Arthur. Because <laughs> they write him a little too? shit. The Brady Bunch only had uh, one bathroom. With 11 teen kids. With the six kids sharing one bathroom? There was a lot of upper deckers. Well, I do know, <laughs> I know the oldest daughter and the oldest son kept pee in the awkwardly bathtub. disappearing. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Too much. Finish. Uh, for Sheetery, 145 East, 1300 South, Suite 201, Monday through Friday, 11 to 8. Or if you uh, you know, you want you want vittles delivered straight to your home, courtesy of uh, Cousin Jethro in a cement pond, uh, you can order some fresh jerky from Fresh. At FreshEats.com. Sorry, bad analogy. But we were talking 60s. I, don't, I love the Beverly Hillbillies. So. Do you deliver blueberries? Uh, right now they are by the, <laughs> by the bushel load. <laughs> so. Get that jerky. It's easy to eat. <laughs> it's highly digestible. Comes in chunks. It's cholesterol-free and highly digestible. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, y'all? This Pillow Face Jacket. Make sure y'all get some of that jerky. It's easy to eat. God, I thought he went to bed. <laughs> <laughs> it is four thirty in the afternoon. Yeah, yeah. no, he, he goes, his bedtime. If I remember correctly from reading his best-selling memoir, he goes to bed after wheel. Oh, gotta be my wheel. Gotta, gotta see the wheel. I'm not allowed to call people after wheel. <laughs> I can't fucking do it. I love that voice so much. Because if I call to get a subscription and it's after wheel, the phone. Just rings and rings and goes to voicemail. Oh, it doesn't have a voicemail. You you have an answering machine. It's a cassette. <laughs> can can you read questions in that? I, we can try. Uh, I want to hear him read erotic. Like, erotic. <laughs> I want to hear you read Bill O'Reilly's erotic fiction. As that character, does he have no? Bill O'Reilly wrote some erotic fiction. No, no, no. It's, it's shows wrote, no, in his wrote, books. Yeah, look, look up. Uh, if okay, you just, so, if you just Google uh, Bill O'Reilly falafel, because he God. thought he thought a falafel was a loofah. Ah, he got the the 
And so he said something about getting in the shower with a falafel. <laughs> and he, he got just, it. Uh, Why can that guy get any pussy unless he threatens somebody? Exactly. Why? He can't get laid. That's just multitasking. Yeah. I don't know Have what's wrong with you guys. Have you at him for half a second? But I, I, if you find it, I'll read it. He's, right. he's looked at Bill O'Reilly for half a second. He's Jimmy Martin. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> no. I'm okay. We'll do it live. Um <laughs> Watch me on KSL, Big Movie Mouth Off. Uh, read me on Slug. In Slug, sorry. Yeah, don't read them on Slug. Oh, that's That'd weird. weird. Yeah. Uh, leave me my Slug alone. Uh, and then also uh, listen to me on Geek Show, Mediocre Show, and The Arrow. And there you go. All right. Thank yeah. you very much. <clears throat> I don't think any movies are coming out right now. I mean, they are, but. Well, it's summer. I nothing mean, big. A movie coming it's out. something, I would think. Something? Yeah. Yeah. Probably Wonder Woman. Yeah, elitist. It's, uh, it's the 22nd. Twenty hmm. second, so it'll be that weekend. Nothing big. Uh, how's it? Almost out of school. What? Yeah, nothing. <laughs> He's almost out of school. Yeah. He's Shannon Barnson. Hey everyone. Hi. You need Hi. one of those countdown like like uh, markers that you pull out when you walk out your thing. First day of school, no, he yells, uh, "Reset the clock!" <laughs> <laughs> no, at the sev uh, when there's thirty days left. Yeah. I make a. Remember, like you'd have one of those. Uh, Construction paper chains. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you know, and you'd peel one off till it was like almost Christmas. I got one of those for uh, the <laughs> days when the, of school. When the sev closes. Oh. Do the employees and, and, and know about that? They do, and they want. They go, "Why is that green bottle up there? Why is that the <laughs> last link?" I'm like, "Because I'm gonna fucking drink that." Because like, I love Perrier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, come to my goddamn pub quiz. Holy shit! Fuck! Wow! <laughs> Lucky 13. This review brought to you by Shannon. <laughs> as we record, eight, as we record eight this. 8 o'clock at night every fucking Wednesday. Woo! Hey, Jerry. <laughs> as we record day, this. It's a thing. You got to deal with some shit. Yeah. Because the last, uh, what, five days ago now, that asshole that was just drunk screaming answers. and I, well, I chased that bitch out, huh? Oh, no, well, he stuck around. His girl left him. Like, in I, a I, storm. Shamed her, I shamed her so bad that. That guy was a dick. So I don't so yell I, out the answers, I, folks. I tip my hat to you. You have to deal with some shit. Uh, he's pretty, well. like, he's I'm pretty a, good at shutting people down. He's a former professional learning how to handle yeah. drunks well, person. So and kids and yeah. kids. Uh, he's Pillowface Jenkins' manager. He's he asleep. Is. <laughs> is he? I can't. I can look. Oh, oh, he's awake. He's His awake. eyes are open. He's Jay Whitaker. <laughs> Oh, look at that. That doesn't do audio-wise. No. What's up? No, I, well, I did that for the cameras. That's for the cameras. You can also check us out on YouTube. That's, that's right. How, that's, how, that's how I uh, promote that shit. Mm-hmm. If you want to see me lowering my shades and winking at the camera. He just did it. I think I just, I didn't wink, I just blinked. <laughs> 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 Both eyes. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> What's up? I'm Jay Whitaker, doing shit. Follow me on it. Twitter. It's Jay Whitaker. And uh, check out Pillow Faces, Jenkins. New mixtapes, uh, Thread Count, and Mattress Monster. <laughs> Strangely enough, they really are mixtapes. I mean, <laughs> TDKs. He found the last three. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's just him mumbling over some Steely Dan. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> That's why I love it so much. <laughs> That's why it's selling so well. Mm-hmm. He loves it so much. He's Quad T, the designated driver and producer of the program. Hey. Hi. Follow me on Twitter at Quad T Tony, or listen to me here on the Geek Show or on the Gadget Spot podcast with Excitable James. Oh, oh come on, you can do better than that. That's better. That's better. Yeah, that's better. Yeah, uh, Jaron and Owen, where we talk about gadgets, tech, and video games. 
What about them? Uh, how, about how cool they are or how terrible oh, sometimes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Out of curiosity, has anybody at this table ever met Jared and Owen? I they're they're, I they're, they're real. Fake. They're real. They're fucking <laughs> puppets, aren't they? No. Yes. Uh, we have a host. <laughs> oh, Mr. What? Kerry Jackson. Oh, hi. That's um, right. Monday through Friday, six to ten. I'm gonna start calling Emperor Jackson. I know Emperor Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a promotion, y'all. He went from captain to the admiral to Emperor Jackson. And that's how it works, kids. King. They king oh, is king. They yeah. didn't have emperors. King Jackson. King. King Jackson. Which still works. K, yeah, KJ. KJ. So I found Katana this a few weeks ago. He's like, we're just going to move along. I found this, <laughs> well, I found this a few weeks ago. I thought of Shannon immediately Uh-oh. because it involves two two things. Big uh, Bang Theory. Uh, Superman and the Klan. Um, no, I'm just teasing. <laughs> I'm just, just, <laughs> just teasing. No, it's Super- a, oh, the second should have been mine for it's being a, from Georgia. It's a Superman thing. You finally found Super <laughs> Clan. <that laughs> Super Clan. Comic book from... Da, 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 da. Um, Superman. No, and and it's a true story, and you can you can look it up. Superman, the radio show, yeah, sure, yeah. helped kind of fuck up the clan. Fuck up the clan yeah. back in the forties, right? K- yeah, the KKK. So and, yeah, okay. I mean, just even to like, so a little bit like, so when Superman was first introduced in action yes. comics, right? He wasn't like <laughs> this. He wasn't Superman. He wasn't like this super powerful. Uh, dude, he well, he couldn't fly to begin he couldn't with. Fly. He, he could and his powers, taller. yeah, and his like he wasn't as strong. Yeah, and uh, you know he was still like invulnerable. But like, if you go back and read the early like Superman, like from the forties, probably for like the first like he's fighting not, gangsters not, and yeah, shit. Well, he was like social injustice, mm-hmm. wife beaters, yeah, the Klan, and then yeah, it was reflected on the. Which will crack me up when people I mean, rail against show. rail against the liberal agenda that's been creeping up in comic books. Uh, they kind of started out that way. They, they were a lot of, a lot of mean, what you would call social justice it was issues. Press. Well, I mean, yeah, if you think about it, uh, uh, Siegel and uh, uh, Schuster. Uh, Schuster, thank yeah. you. Uh, I mean, two Jews who, uh, yeah. in the forties. I mean, you know, the, yeah, there's just like, whoa, there's a lot of anti-Semitism yeah. out there and a lot of gangs <clears throat> and organized crime. The X Men is a 40, 50 year history. Of uh, of fighting social mm-hmm, injustice, mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, yep. Th- those those characters have been uh, a symbol of some marginalized group or another since their inception. And Captain America was created as politics to fight I mean, fascism. Yeah, to fight fascism. But there was a, there was a famous episode of the radio show <clears throat> that that dealt with the Klan. And what they're going to do is they're putting together a movie. About that episode of the radio show. Wow! Uh-huh. So, yeah. so here it is. Uh, in 1946, Stets, Stetson Kennedy appro- approached the producers of the radio drama with an idea. He said Superman should take on the KKK as a response to the organization's post World War II rise in popularity. Uh, Stetson had recently infiltrated the Klan, and in order to learn about their secrets, uh, suggested crafting a story. Filled with code words and rituals that the groups used to do to expose their practices to the public, oh. and uh, so it, it it led to uh, a, a thing called Clan of the Fiery Cross, uh, Clan of the Clan of the Fiery Cross arc for the radio show. It and was like a multi-part, right? Yeah, it was yeah. a multi-part uh, radio show, and now they're going to do a movie about this guy and about. The episode of that radio That's show. That's cool. Huh. Uh, so it's uh, producer Mark Rosen uh, from uh, Paper Chase Films. Uh, he wrote this up. He says, fighting the forces of evil with brain over brawn, artists taking down bullies, and the power of a good piece of content. It's a real case of truth being cooler than fiction. We're excited to develop this thriller. Elements of the f- 
<clears throat> elements of the film in the vein of The Departed and Mississippi Burning. Uh, there is a, a, apparently a book about it out there right now by uh, written by Rick Bowers, uh, but it doesn't have a release date yet. Cool. But uh, I'm I'm looking forward to that. That's pretty cool. That's a that's a great idea for a project. That's so. also going to be a Sundance movie. It sounds for like sure. a Sundance <laughs> movie for sure. I wonder if they can get Affleck to play the actor who plays Superman again. I know it wasn't George Reeves on the radio, but I don't know who it was. But uh, that would he, be funny. He was a phenomenal George Reeves. <clears throat> that would be very funny if yeah. he did that. Uh, and it would guarantee the movie would get made if he if he were to right. say I'll do it. Yeah, you know, yeah. I've never seen that movie because I don't. You my, would ball like I a don't fucking like my, baby. The image of George Reeves tarnished for me. <laughs> oh, he does a good job. He does an amazing. He actually, job. does a good job yeah. in it. But he, George Reeves is kind of a piece of shit. Well, well, I mean, well he they was, portrayed yeah. him as a piece of shit. Yeah, so I don't want to see that because he's a, Superman. Kind of a tragic alcoholic piece of shit, but yeah, so I don't want to see that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was so happy when right. showed up on Lucy. Since we're continuing in the. The DC universe that people say that we don't pay enough attention to. Which I well, love, god damn it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. Not, me too. Even if you love it, sorry if someone's doing something better, you're probably gonna turn that direction. Well yeah. Uh we've got but I still a, love it. we've got uh DC is uh so it's it's good news, bad news. You're getting a Titans live action T V series. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So that's the, the good news. I heard is this about the, this? the TNT show? Yeah. No, okay. no, 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 no. This is different. This oh. is and this is the bad news is that they're following that CBS Stupid plan. Uh, Stupid plan. Uh, That's where you'll see it. So the plan that has managed to completely stall any progress or momentum on a Star Trek show, that's, exactly. the, that's the plan they're going with? Yeah, they, they think that's a good idea. A show that was supposed to air almost a year ago? Because DC thinks they can make their own streaming that's what service, yeah. basically, yeah. and start it off with Teen yeah. Titans. But, but the reality of it is, and you'll see this if you look at CBS Live's feedback about the whole thing with the Star Trek show, I already pay for this many streaming services. Yeah. Why would I pay exactly. for another? Exactly. Um, if, especially when Green Acres is so part of the lineup. If they wanted to, they could do it free because they could have advertising in it because the CW app is free and you can watch every CW show on the CW with app commercials. with commercials. It's free. I think that's fine. So if they do that, I'm okay with it. Well, I don't know. No. It, but it, I'm not going to pay another 10 bucks a month to watch no, one, one show. show. It's yeah. too early in the development of this thing to know uh, at this time. But uh, two of the first series, they're offering up two series on the, on the new platform. Uh, will be the live-action series Titans from Greg Berlanti, Akiva Goldsman, uh, Jeff Johns. Berlanti's got to be so tired now. Um, <laughs> and the upcoming third season of Young Justice Outsiders. That's the only place what? you're going to be okay, able to see I'm it. on board. I'm so fucking pissed about that, man. So it's not, it's not going to be on Netflix, Tony. No, what? No, it's, it's, it's going to be, be, be on there. It's going to be on this app. You sons of... Yeah, jerks. That's a that's a real nice thank you for Netflix uh, keeping your show alive long enough for people to get excited. Exactly. About it. <laughs> the only reason we're getting the third season is because of Netflix. Yeah, watching. people able to finally catch up with it and go, oh, this yeah. was a really and good see show. It order and find it. Um, yeah. Titans will follow a group of young, soon to be superheroes recruited from uh, the DC universe. The series will center on Dick Grayson. Mm. Um, as he emerges from the shadows to become the leader of the fearless band of heroes, including uh, Starfire, Raven, and others. They're not saying who yet. Well, probably. They've seen that these like, are they technically... Got, they got the core three, though. I love others. They can't use Cyborg. They, but, yeah. Yeah. but maybe Beast Boy. Oh, they, oh, Beast they could Boy. use Beast Boy. They could use... Uh, <laughs> no, Beast Boy was Terra. what I was thinking of. Mm-hmm. Are these technically in the same universe as Arrow and... In, uh, if it's Berlanti, uh, it's Berlanti on a different network, they're going to say they're in a different universe, but maybe crossover. Like, Earth, yeah. like Supergirl. Well, yeah. it's, but it's it's DC, and that's Warner Brothers, so... Yeah. It, they did c- you say Starfire? Do they have Starfire? They did not... S- yes, yeah. Yeah, Starfire number two. Oh, okay. Yes. 
Um, I need to pay the, attention. TNT passed on Titans. Oh, did they? And so that was kind of the motivation. That's always a good sign this. when a sixth tier cable network passes yeah. on the show. <laughs> uh, we got basketball. We're okay. <laughs> uh, the pilot. Uh, the pilot was ordered in 2014. Passed on two years later. At the time, uh, TNT president uh, Riley said it wasn't quite where we wanted to go. And now we have to recast all the characters. We don't want to be successful. Yeah. Uh, the move for the Young Justice animated series comes after two seasons on Cartoon Network. The new installments, uh, Outsiders, centers on the teenage uh, superheroes of the DC Universe uh, coming of age in an animated world. Superpowers and supervillains and super secrets. Uh, it, it says, uh, oh, okay, here we go. The highly anticipated new season. The team faces its greatest challenge yet as it takes on metahuman trafficking. Ooh. And the terrifying threat it creates for the for society caught in the crossfire of genetic arms race spanning the globe. That that show, I think Young Justice is, so, in my opinion, one of the best uh, animated show? adaptations yeah. of a superhero license. It mm. might be. Yeah. It's in the top five for sure. It might yeah. be the best, it's though. So I... I loved it, and Young it goes Justice it goes good. grim when it needs to go grim. Yeah, and that's, uh, yeah. So, but it'll so be a, good. yet another. I hate it when it was on Cartoon Network because it, it, it would always fire around, and you could never like. Yeah, then they keep a constant time slot, yeah. like almost like they're trying to bury it. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> but it's yet another one of those services you're going to have to get. Fuckers. Speaking of cartoon, uh, or just uh, I got a quick question. Get your upstairs neighbor to because then I got because then I got more of that here. Samurai, uh, Samurai Jack, how's it doing? Uh, doing well on Cartoon Network. Okay. I've decided yeah. I started watching it. I'm going to record the whole season and binge it. And binge it. Because it's a movie. It is. It really is. As a person who's never watched any Samurai Jack, should I start at the beginning and watch them all? I think you can watch them, but but you actually would love love the original Samurai Jack. It's fantastic. I mean, I just haven't caught up on the the It's a a diesel punk sci-fi samurai show with Mm. time travel and robots. Really? And Will I Am does the song. And Mm. crazy uh, crazy Scottish cyborgs and ninjas and dragons and Um, demons. You got me. I'm sold. Now, Scary ninja babies. In other uh, superhero TV shows that you'll have to get another uh, app for, uh, The Tick. It starts August 25th. Well, that's Amazon. So uh, That's Amazon, and just about everybody has Amazon. Yeah. If you're taking Amazon. advantage of Amazon Prime, which you should if you have more than five things shipped to you in a year. Yeah. Uh, so there's that that starts, and I saw the pilot, and I was I was pleased. I still uh, have never seen the pilot. Okay, I the liked pilot, it. The pilot, I, I had a hard time with it because, I'll be honest, I... <laughs> I Patrick Warburton myself out of liking it the first time I watched it, <laughs> even though he's an executive producer on it, even though Ben Edlund's the head writer. Yeah, he's and he's continuing. It's his baby. Yeah, but there is a scene where uh, Tick decides he's going to fight a bunch of a bunch of gangsters, and the camera pulls out. It pans out half a mile away from the warehouse that he's in, and you hear the Tick yell. Go tell it on the mountain! Yes. And the warehouse explodes, and I fucking died, and I've been sold ever since. <laughs> no, it's, it's, if, if you think of the, of the tick as Patrick Warburton, and you, you're holding on to that, it's going to well, be hard for you to watch. But well, you know it's one of my favorite problems. It is. And if, yeah. But if you can let that go... Yeah. Peter Serafinowicz is a like funny him. motherfucker. He's great. I like him a lot. If you liked him in Guardians, yeah. uh, he's done. He's done some stand up. He's done. Uh, he, he, he was on. He was on Parks and Rec for, or was he it did, Dirty Rock? Uh, he was both, and uh, he did. Uh, he was this, on that uh, that spy movie with. Uh, yeah. Uh, Melissa McCarthy. Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, yeah. He was it's in that. Spy. Oh yeah, the spy. And um, spy. <laughs> he also had his own TV series in Britain. Peter Peter yeah. Serafinowicz. Yes. Funny and, fucking show. What is it called? Uh, uh, he did this really funny song about killing himself that was just... There, you know. the, the well, and he was also involved in that fake uh, science show, Look Around You. Oh, yeah. I, that, he was genius in Look Around You. Oh, my God. Look this, Around You. If you've never seen that fucking show... Go back and watch the it. The new Tick show around? also uh, 
is the first one I think that handles Arthur perfectly. Yes. Because he's schizophrenic after mm-hmm. having PTSD from watching mm-hmm. his father get crushed to death by uh, <laughs> super uh, I kind of don't like that, but anyway, um, I I enjoyed it because it was just kind of so, it was kind of stark and brutal. You I know, loved it, the comic books. I loved the, the cartoon. I loved the TV show. Yep. Yeah, I'll give this one a shot too. Give, I, give it a try. I'm gonna try. Speaking of like you know someone taking over a character, where, yeah, when I think Patrick or I think the Tick, I think Patrick Warburton easily yeah. is uh, his name is uh, Ellen. Is it Ellen? Eckenright or somebody, I, whatever the guy's taking over Han Solo. Oh yeah, yeah. I can't imagine the pressure under his. Oh jeez. Yeah, but I after wouldn't... after uh, watching the the movie that introduced me to him, oh, you're talking about uh, Hey Caesar or yeah, Hell Caesar. Caesar? Sorry, I I have no doubt. Oh, he's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, but like I mean, but to say like you're going to be Han Solo, like that's but War wow. Burton, War Burton was so. I know, <laughs> and I haven't seen this new one, but you know, I'll, get, I'll give him a shot. There, try to when he's yelling at the toilet, like it's like one of my favorite moments yep. I've ever seen. I think where's Arthur? I, I like I like to look at all of these different incarnations of the tech as alternate realities well, of each other. I was going to say sim- something similar. It's like, it's like the the writing for Peter Sarafenowitz's characters to take is slightly different, just different it's a enough, darker, a little yeah, more sarcastic. That uh, it doesn't clash in my head with the Warburton tick because mm-hmm. it's it's and different. He's clearly, strangely enough, more insane than Warburton's tick was. He's yeah. he's more insane, but he's also he also seems a little sharper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and kind of sinister in a way. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. guys say Warburton is tick. The, I could not look at Patrick Warburton without seeing Putty from Seinfeld. <laughs> well, yeah, you were here. such a Seinfeld fan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then uh, this because I know. Runaways was one of our favorite uh, oh, comics. So oh, I saw that cast photo. That was good. You see the cast photo? Yeah. Uh, ten episode series uh, drama will premiere in 2018. Does Gertie have a dinosaur? I don't know. I'm okay. sure it's on Hulu. On Hulu? Yeah. I already paid for that. Ooh, cool. Oh, you yeah. do? Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that one's okay. Um, yeah. Hulu, Hulu has... I, I'm upset with CW for taking all their shows off of Hulu, but uh, Hulu actually has one of the better streaming applications. Oh, definitely. Out there. I don't like if you, if you want to watch... I haven't t- noticed. If you want to watch modern TV, like TV within the week that it aired, yeah. Hulu's the way to go if you don't have a cable subscription. As, as we, I worship Netflix! As we record this, <laughs> when's the last time you went on Hulu? About a week ago, yeah. You know, they did a whole revamp of the entire. Yeah, really. Yeah, other, other it's, OS and it's different. Uh, uh, hmm. I fear change. They changed the god. Uh, from the looks of it, uh, <clears throat> their adaptation of Runaways is slated to uh, be reasonably faithful to the series. Uh, you can series. see uh, Nico Minoru paging through what looks like a spell book. Uh, uh, Molly Hayes in her iconic uh, pink pussy hat. Yep. Uh, Carolina Dean's body lightning up. Like diamonds in the sky, and the yeah. kids stumbling across their parents performing a demonic rit- ritual, like your parents do. And Gertie just needs a dinosaur. That's why I keep my parents in a box. That's right. <laughs> anyway, uh, so there's there's all of that is coming to a television near you, in one way or another. I love TV. All right. Uh, Thank you, Tony. Should yeah. We, should we do, your, do some questions after that? Oh, yeah. after, right. after we'll, these we'll, messages? Well, we'll do some broken news and then <coughs> then some questions. Oh. All right. After these messages, we'll be right back. Rampage. It's easy to eat. Go. This year's Tour to Cure is on June 10th in Brigham City to support the fight against diabetes. The Tour to Cure is not a race, but an event for everyone with options, including a 5K walk run and bike routes ranging from a family-friendly 12-mile ride up to a challenging 100-mile century ride. Every route is supported with rest stops, food to fuel the journey, and fans to cheer you on. Enjoy the beautiful scenery, followed by a great after-party. 
The Tour de Cure is proud to partner with the Brigham City Heritage Arts Festival, where all participants can enjoy performances, artisans, children's activities, and more. Did you know that over 200,000 adults and children are living with diabetes in Utah alone? Ride, run, or walk for those you love living with diabetes and help fund critical research, advocacy, and education. To register or volunteer, visit the American Diabetes Association at diabetes.org slash geekshow. Learn more and let them know you heard about it here by going to diabetes.org slash geekshow. Remember, it starts with you. It's time for technology to give you more family time, not less. Introducing Nucleus, the Wi-Fi home intercom with auto answer. Call from room to room or home to home with no monthly fees. No more yelling up and down the stairs and no more struggling to set up Skype calls with grandma and grandpa. Nucleus is available today at NucleusLife.com. Use the code GEEKSHOW, one word, to get a special discount. Black Velvet Boutique, I've had a lot of Geek Show podcast listeners thank me for introducing them to Black Velvet Boutique. Well, Dawn and Leah at Black Velvet Boutique want to thank you for stopping by. They're located at 293 South State Street in Clearfield. It's a sexual wellness resource, locally owned and operated, open seven days a week. Uh, the staff's really supportive, very passionate about making sure their customers have a positive experience. They emphasize positive relationships between partners and with oneself. Black Velvet Boutique, all-inclusive, judgment-free shopping environment. I mean, talking about sex can be uncomfortable, if you let it. Black Velvet Boutique, they believe there's no shame in sex or wanting to be educated about sex. You're free to just shop anonymously or, you know, don't be shy. Engage with any of the Black Velvet Boutique staff. They're interested in building an honest dialogue and relationship with their customers and helping people make informed decisions. It's not a porn store or a novelty store. It's a store for grown-ups who enjoy or want to enjoy sex. Black Velvet Boutique, huge advocates of self-care, which is about understanding your body and sexual needs and desires. Visit them at their store, 293 South State Street in Clearfield, or call them. Ask about their free workshops as well, blackvelvetboutique.com, located at 293 South State Street in Clearfield. It's May, it's May. The lusty month of May. Whether you're celebrating National Paranormal Day, that's May 3rd, National Star Wars Day, May 4th, of course, National Wine Day, May 25th, National Honor Our LGBT Elders Day, May 17th, or of course, Mom's Day, Sunday, May 14th, it looks like the month of May was made for Cabin Fever customers. Priding themselves in retro candy, hilarious books, tin totes, rubber duckies, jigsaw puzzles, gift books, and licensed merchandise, it's about time to drop in and meet them. For 35 years, Cabin Fever has been the store for eccentric folks with too much unique tastes. So visit Cabin Fever in the heart of historic Trolley Square at the corner of 500 South and 700 East in Salt Lake City, Utah. Stop in, meet the staff, say hello to Dave, tell him Geek Show says hey, thanking you for your continued support for shopping local. Cabin Fever, so much more than a card store. Broken News, welcome to it. Jimmy Martin has joined me for Broken News, the... We're, we'll get back to the episode that you're listening to. We'll get back to Nitro Burning Funny Thread Count. That's the name of the episode. <laughs> is that what it is? I don't remember. 
How? Nitro bur- Nitro right burning here. funny thread count. It's a is it a third? It's a third show. Yeah, that's yeah, why. Makes sense. Uh, yes, yeah, so uh, we'll we'll get back to the episode in a moment, but uh, we'll do some news here. We get to oh, and stay till the end. Yeah, uh, Jimmy Martin interviewing the cast and director of the new Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Yeah, called it's Dead Men Tell No Dead Tales. Dead Men Tell No Tales, and that's so you got uh, Javier Bardem, Jeffrey Rush, uh, Brenton Thwaites, and Caius Goldelario. Yep, newcomers. And Jerry Bruckheimer, yeah, legendary producer director. He's got 120 things listed on his producer. I know, right? Man's busy. <laughs> <laughs> Take some time. Sit down, Mister Bruckheimer. Did you? As I think about this, uh, you, uh, do you want to go down the history of Disney? That the other interview I told you about. The oh, the Bambi one. Yeah, you want to squeeze that in there? At, at, after that? Yeah, sure. Or before what, either one? What's uh, no? Let's let's stick it on after that. What, what's now? What was that? I I it, know they're re-releasing Bambi so, on Blu-ray. Yeah. So as, as when this comes out on Monday, mm-hmm. tomorrow on Tuesday uh, is the Diamond Edition, I believe, of Bambi on Blu-ray. It's the seventy-fifth anniversary. Wow. Yeah. And so wow. <laughs> so they were like, "Do you want to interview the?" Uh, and it's Donnie Dunnigan, who is the voice of Young Bambi, and Peter Bean, B E H N, I believe. Uh, he actually lives in Park City. He's a native. Oh, really? Here. Yeah. And uh, he's young thumper. Young thumper. And uh, they were like six years old when they did it. And now they were six? Yeah, they were. now they're 82, or Why? give or take. So. Why was I under the impression that the people who did the voices were were just actors, you know, average age actors who were doing kid voices? Well, no. I mean, like... That's the, funny. The, the older people were definitely, you know, adults. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. you know, but uh, yeah, no, they, they were... There's some great stories. I, I didn't get into it, but I just want the listeners to know, because go look at this story. Donnie Dunnigan, who did the voice of Young Bambi, uh, eventually became a military drill sergeant and uh, never told a soul. Well, you don't. <laughs> not the military, not the Marines. <laughs> sure, Captain Young Bambi, I'll march for you. 15 push-ups coming right up, S- Sergeant That's Bambi. Right. <laughs> Can I call you Flower? No. All right. I'm Bambi, damn it. So, yeah, right. that'll come up, too. Uh, all right, we'll get that on uh, as well. We'll have uh, make sure Tony gets those on. Uh, okay, yeah, we'll, 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 we're going to review uh, Alien Covenant um, and the Pirates movie, but uh, let's get some broken news out of the way first. Uh, they come in threes. Yeah. Like, this was a... This was a I was shocked. Well, the first one was, uh, and we, we missed it last week, Powers Booth. Wait a minute, what, Powers Booth? Why do you know Powers that name? Booth, you know that name, because he's been in everything. Uh, Powers Booth. Uh, great actor, Deadwood, Sin City, yes, Tombstone. Yes, yes, he was in Agents of Shield. Agents of Shield. That's he right. was Gideon Malik, yeah. key figure in Hydra, who eventually turned on the organization. He played a good asshole. He was yes, he was very good at that, <laughs> and uh, he was also gr- the voice of Gorilla Grodd in the Justice League animated series. Oh, was he? Yes. <laughs> so you find these things out, you know, when you look at people's resumes. That's um, a good name, but, Powers Booth. Oh yeah, that's he, a good one. He was he 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 always had that great voice. Go. And and it's in the first Sin City movie. There's a great scene, and it's on YouTube if you just search Powers Booth Sin City. You know, it's there. Yeah. Great scene where he is at the foot of um, Bruce Willis's bed, and uh, he's, he's threatening Bruce Willis and telling him how the world works. And I want you to watch that and remember how long ago that was written. <laughs> All right? Just I want you to think about that. But you can see him being sinister in that scene, but watch that. It's yeah. terrific. And then, of course, uh, Chris Cornell. Raise a glass to Chris Cornell. Yeah. If you were. That was a bummer. If you listen to 90s music at all, hmm, you know Chris Cornell. 
See, and I know him from, was it Soundgarden and Temple of the Dog? I never got into... Audio the, Slam? I never got into it. No. It, but... They were they were all you know had their they all had their own strengths all three of the bands yeah. and uh, but what's weird is that uh, I, I I should read the article but it was a headline uh, where it said uh, think about this um, uh, Eddie Vedder is the only one left oh god <laughs> oh man watch out Eddie we, we, the Stone Temple Pilots guy I mean they listed them they started yeah. listing them all the lead singers from all of these iconic bands are dying it's like a weird uh, version of Final Destination exactly so Eddie Vedder's last he's still alive okay <laughs> um, and then there was uh, one that uh, just happened just uh, recently as we're recording this uh, Rick Buckler the name you probably don't recognize oh, that's not the one I thought you were going to say no which one <laughs> I thought you were going to say Roger Ailes Roger no fuck no <laughs> I am celebrating that one well did you hear how he died too how did he die? Someone told me he like tripped down a flight of stairs and like hit his head, and that was it. Fine. <laughs> Good riddance. Don't let the door hit you on the way to hell. See, I thought you were gonna have a whole speech and like get ready, you know, just let it rip. But. No, the, no. Uh, <laughs> listen, if you want to, if you want to know, because somebody asked me, why do you hate Roger Ailes so much? He's a prick. I want you to go and find this article from Matt Taibbi in Rolling Stone, and the title of the article is "Roger Ailes is pretty much the worst human ever alive" or something like that. Yeah, and it explains exactly. Why you should also hate Roger Ailes for any number of reasons, but for the fact that he fucked up your grandparents yeah. and still keeps them fucked up with yeah. this creation of his. Yeah. You no, know? I mean, like, you know, sexual harassment settlements aside, yeah. which is horrible That's enough. A, that, that would be enough. But to build an empire on fear. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Read that article and you'll understand. But anyway, Rick Buckler, <laughs> who was uh, 89 years old, he, uh, he is a. a uh, he drew a lot of the comic books that I read growing up. Uh, you know, he Avengers, Fantastic Four, very distinct style. Look yeah. it up. Batman, Flash, Spectacular Spider-Man. He created Death Clock, uh, Deathlock. Oh. Excuse me, not Death Clock. That's completely different. <laughs> uh, but uh, Deathlock. Uh, look up his work and you'll go, oh, yeah, I've, I've read this guy's stuff. Hmm. So anyway. Cool. The big news this week, Tom Hardy is Venom. I heard this. I hope he doesn't play it like this, <laughs> Mr. Wayne. Now, what I heard, too... When the Daily Bugle's in, in ashes, <laughs> then I will let you die. <laughs> right. Was uh, that... Because obviously it's Sony, but they're saying that it's not going to be part of the MCU. No, it's not. It's a horrible idea. It's, it is. Like, knock it off. Uh, yeah. They're, well, they're doing... Sony's doing a lot of... Spider-Man character movies. That's okay. And when I say Spider-Man character, I don't mean Spider-Man movies. Yeah. I mean Spider-Man characters. They're doing a Black Cat movie. They're doing, you know, yeah. that sort of thing. And I'm not even saying having, like, Tony Stark be a part of, like, you know, it looks like he's a big part of Homecoming. I'm just saying, like, a little cameo, just to know that it's in the same universe and just, you know, let it ride. Well, and, and see, this is this is Sony again. They uh, I don't know why they can't just say, why don't you take all of the characters and do... Do fun things with them, and and we'll also make money. Yeah, you know, I just cash the check. Yeah, I don't know what the deal is with this. I know Tom Hardy is a fan of the character, and uh, he uh, he, you know, kind of you know when Tom Hardy says I'm a fan of Venom. Yeah, and I'd think about a Venom movie. You go, oh, a Venom movie. (laughs) We can have Tom Hardy. Goddamn right, we will. Uh, so that's the deal. It's a, it's in final negotiations. Ruben Fleischer will be directing. He's uh, best known for directing Zombieland. Uh, it's and they've set a date and it's in the it's in a hurry. It's October fifth, twenty eighteen. Well, that's how good movies are made, <laughs> right? <laughs> so anyway, there you go. That's uh, 
Yeah, they got a silver a silver sable slash black cat project coming up. Okay. Silver sable, a, uh, a bounty hunter, for lack of a better term, yeah, yeah. adventurer. Uh, so yeah, that's so that's happening. That's coming out in three months. That's you know we can do that. <laughs> what it's cartoons. It's easy. Don't. <laughs> Shot on an iPhone. Yeah, that's it. Uh, then two th- two other things happened this week that were that were interesting. First of all. Oh, we got a new uh, a first look, a trailer for Star Trek Discovery. I haven't watched it yet. Um, it's beautiful. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's Shaniqua Martin-Green just looking amazing. And, and, and it, you know, really, it, they did a great job on it, I nice. think. I mean, it, it looks good. I can't judge the series yet, yeah, yeah. but it looks good. And, uh, and, and I was very pleased to see that. Then, <laughs> Seth MacFarlane... Dropped the Orville trailer. I saw that, and he's always he's been a Star Trek fan from the beginning. Yeah. He's huge. He and Mila, he and Mila Kunis would get in arguments over original series versus next gen, and he was original series. That girl's like she's the female version of like Chris Hemsworth. Like you can't be geeky and awesome and hot and funny and all. Just exactly. Stop it. I know, right? <laughs> it's not fair. So I guess he decided I'm going to create my own Star Trek show because. You know, because I can't, because they won't let me on a real Star Trek show. I mean, yeah, he's done cameos, but yeah. Um, so he put together the Orville, and you really should go and look at it. Uh, and and we told you about this when when it was first pitched. Uh, McFarlane and Adrian Pilecki are a divorced couple who are the Kirk and Spock of a brand new spaceship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so go watch the trailer. Here's here's what happened with me watching the trailer. Because I saw the Discovery trailer, and I went, oh, yes. And then that happened, the Orville happened, and I went, why am I more excited for the Orville? What's wrong, what's wrong with me? Well, when was the last time, and yeah. I could be wrong, like I said, I've never been a huge Star Trek guy, but when's the last time, but not of the movies, but the TV shows really did it justice? Oh, every Trek fan has their own opinion, and, yeah. and uh, I have mine, I... <laughs> I mean, have you been hurt too many times? No, no. I, I <laughs> you know, there, there, there are people who have problems with Voyager, and I thought it was just okay. Yeah, uh, I didn't hate it. Um, I, I think they've all done a pretty good job. Mm. I mean, I love Deep Space Nine, and but I'm not the norm. Yeah. Uh, so, and I love the movies. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I got home late last night, and I threw in, <laughs> I threw in Into Darkness just because go. I could. <laughs> uh, but anyway. Uh, yeah, so that, that, that happened to me this week, and, and you should go and watch both of them and see if it happens to you. See if you go, <laughs> why am I more excited for the spoof of Star Trek as opposed to the actual Star Trek? And maybe subconsciously it's just because you have to go watch the whole thing on that goddamn app, uh, the, the Star Trek Discovery, where this will just be on TV. I know? didn't uh, you know, validate it yet, but I saw someone post that Netflix posted that they're going to carry the Star Trek show. Oh, really? After it's done. After it's done? I think so. If that's the case, let's find out, because yeah. I, I haven't seen that anywhere. Yeah. Because if that's the case, then I'll wait. If that's a factual story, I'll wait and not get the goddamn app. <laughs> I don't need another way to watch shows. Yeah. Like, anyway. Uh, then the other thing happened this week was that we got a trailer for uh, the Black Lightning series. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you saw that. I did. And it looked pretty cool. But then it was announced that the Black Lightning series will not be a part of the Arrowverse. What? Which, again... Why are you fucking around? (laughs) Why would you purposely not do that? I mean, you did it with Supergirl, and you went, okay, we'll find a way. Yeah. Because it makes sense. 
why don't you just start it in the Arrowverse so you don't have to find a way? Yeah, exactly. Because you know eventually that they will do a five-way crossover. Yeah. It's got to happen. It's on the CW, but I don't know. The CW, they make a lot of mistakes over there, I think. But anyway, uh, let's see. The other thing was is uh, everyone was sad for Alan Tudyk because Powerless was canceled. Yeah. Do not cry for Alan Tudyk. I'm sure he knows where he is. He's got Disney money now. He does. And he also landed on his feet. He has been added to season two of Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency. Oh, there you go. So he's, he's going to be on it. So he's fine, folks. And uh, a couple of final things, and then we'll get to the movie reviews. Uh, we, we heard the story uh, uh, last week about uh, the guy filed in small claims court, Travis County, Texas, I believe. Yes. Um, that uh, Brandon Vesmer of Austin is asking for $17.31 <laughs> from his unidentified 35-year-old female person who he went, he took her to Guardians of the Galaxy and she texted through the whole thing. <laughs> and so he's suing her for that money. Good. And so that was everywhere. Well, James Gunn finally responded. Oh, yeah? He said, why stop at suing? She deserves jail time. <laughs> so, thank you, James Gunn. And uh, before we get into the movie reviews, uh, just this real quick here, um, because uh, our friend Aaron is getting married, and he's he's done a lot of things for the show. Uh, Lang, you know, Aaron Langford, mm-hmm. and and look how look at his handwriting, so fancy, and he writes letters still. That's he's <laughs> one. That's I think that is so cool. Uh, but he just got married this past weekend. Him and Amelia. Just got married. So congratulations. Thank you for the very nice letter. I'm going to leave it here in the studio so that all the boys can read it Woo. and feel special. There we go. All right. Where do we start? You want to start with Alien Covenant? Uh, let's save the better ones for last. Okay. Let's so, go Let's go worst to first. Yes. You decide the order. We'll start with Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Uh, I have an affinity towards uh, road trip movies. Okay. I love them. All right. Uh, National Lampoon's Vacation. Midnight know, Run. Midnight Run's great. I even like The Chase with Charlie Sheen. And Christy yeah. Swanson. Okay. And like every, what's it, Red Hot Chili Peppers band member chasing them and everything. Um, yeah, I know that this franchise is not meant for a 35-year-old man. I totally understand it. Yeah. Uh, because it's absolutely garbage. Oh. And uh, <laughs> because, I mean, the whole thing, it, and this is where I, I have to like kind of separate myself from it because, you know, uh, Shannon and I were talking about it. And he's like, yeah, my kids love that franchise. Like, you know, like mm-hmm. the, the books and whatnot. You mean the kids at the Sev. Kids yeah. at the Sev. <laughs> and then, uh, and then uh, some of the anchors at KSL, right when I, they're like, "Oh, what are we, you know, reviewing today? Or what are we showing interviews for?" I'm like, "Diary of a Wimpy Kid." And like, "Oh my god, my kids love it!" Like, so there yeah. is an audience for this thing. Well, and this is like the third one, fifth, fifth. No, it's a fifth, fourth. Holy shit! One, two, three, four. Yeah, god fourth. Damn. Sorry, it's Pirates Five. Yeah, fourth of the diary. <laughs> uh, so yeah, but it, what is interesting, I will say about this, it's the I read somewhere that it's the first movie in history to still be a part of the franchise, like not like not a reboot. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, so if uh, Andrew Garfield had continued Tobey Maguire's story. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so... So it's not... So it's like that. Oh, I see. Oh, they've recast the, the Wimpy Kid. They recast everybody. Everybody. Yeah, like the the mom and dad are different. It used to be Steve Zahn. Now it's uh, Tom Everett Scott. And now it's uh, Alicia Silverstone. But then the kids make more sense because everybody's like, why do they recast the kids? I'm like, because they're 17 now. they get old. <laughs> they do that. Sorry. It'd be Hollywood. Cre- it'd be creepy yeah. if he was sitting in a car seat, you know? Yeah. So um, it's all fart and... You know, barf jokes and just you know, there's nothing there. But apparently, the kids love it. So, so what for, do you what for, do you know? For me, it's one. <laughs> your, um, your your kids' mileage may vary. Because the one thing I did kind of appreciate that kind of kept me going through the film was uh, the director snuck in a lot of homages to classic films. 
uh, like from Hitchcock and stuff like that. Oh, really? So, yeah. Oh. So I was like, oh, hey. Something to keep the parents awake. <laughs> yeah. At right. least film buffs. I mean, <laughs> so there's that one. Uh, next one is Everything, Everything. Now, what is this? Now, this is a smaller film. Um, the story is is a young girl who uh, has been diagnosed with her immune system is just shit. Oh, this is like a, a YA novel, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. definitely a novel, a best-selling okay. novel. All right, yeah. Uh, you have uh, Amandala, which I love that name, uh, St- uh, Stenberg, playing Maddie Witter, Whiter, and then Nick Robinson, he's the kid from Jurassic World. Oh, okay. Uh, the older brother. All right. Uh, he plays Ollie, and so he moves in next door. They have this relationship, you know, like holding signs and texting each other and stuff like that. And then eventually she goes outside, because she's not allowed to go outside. No, oh, okay. She's 18 years old. She just turned, you know, 18, and so... Uh, they run off to I'll just say at Hawaii, and so and shit <laughs> she, happens. She's so, a she's a she's a bubble girl. Yeah, exactly. All right. And so essentially, and uh, I will say that the one thing that this film did that I I tip my hat to to the director because I hate movies where it's always texting and it's just it's a new thing now where it comes up on the screen like whoop yeah whoop whoop. Like that, you know, I'm like, and, oh, God. Oh, okay. you know. oh, you don't well, like it appearing on the screen? No, you're, I think it's just it, it's irritating. It, maybe that's just me getting old. Is it better if the camera closes up on the phone? Is that what you prefer? Yeah, maybe. or something. Right. Well, what I do prefer is what she did. What she okay. did what she is that the girl uh, wants to be an architect. So she, everyone, you know, throughout the film, she's building the diner. She's building the library. So let's say when she's building the library, she gets a text message. And so it does come up on the screen, whoop, you know, and it's like, hey, how you doing? And then she responds. But then it kind of whirlwinds into a library. And then they're sitting like at a table talking to each other, right? Oh! And so when she says something, if you look, if you listen very distinctly in the background, you hear, hmm? "Oh, that's like, that's an interesting choice." It's a really cool, like, a creative way to do it. That's I was an like, interesting choice. I like yeah. that. I and think. then when the conversation's over, it goes, and then she's sitting at her at Suddenly her desk she's with her back phone. At her desk. Yep. Well, that's interesting. It's actually really cool. Okay. Uh, it's, All right. So there's one reason to see this movie. That there's that. Uh, no, there's actually a lot. Of things. It's, oh, okay. It's really is genuinely sweet. Uh, it's it's. I call it it's like the law of land for you know, for tweens and teenagers. All right, uh, it's just it's 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 full of love. It's full of you know just kind of hope. You know, somebody uh, was saying that she is very good. She is really good. The, the actress, and he's actually pretty good in it too. Oh. I mean, there's a lot. To, I will say there is a twist at the end uh, where I was like, it kind of lost me, and I was like, okay, that's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll tell you off, Mike, because I want to ruin it. Okay, all right, but uh, but uh, it didn't ruin the film. But I'm at three on that one. Well, so, yeah, I, that's I higher than it. I thought you'd go. Yeah. All right, so then uh, uh, Alien Covenant? Alien Covenant. Uh, So this one, this technically is a prequel sequel. Yes. Because it is the sequel to Prometheus, but still a, no, sequel to Prometheus, a prequel Prequel to Alien and Aliens and all those ones. So the story is we have a whole new ship of explorers trying to find another uh, Earth-like planet that they're going to move to and start a civilization. And you got Danny McBride in there and whatnot. You actually have uh, well, yeah, I can ruin it because it happens in the first minute. Uh, James Franco is your captain, yeah, because <laughs> that's who you want flying your ship through the fucking outer space. <laughs> and so, uh, so things happen. If you uh, on a side note, if you have not seen the Rick and Morty parody of uh, the alien thing about the distress signal coming from the planet, yeah. just, let's go check it out and then <laughs> basically go check it out. I don't want to ruin that one either. Uh, it's the same thing. So a distress signal comes. They're like, well, why did we not see this planet on the charts before? This seems weird. And it, obviously it's weird. And uh, so then they meet. Uh, so Michael Fassbender, he's uh, you know an android. Mm-hmm. He, was, he was in Prometheus. He's in Prometheus, android. but he's also in this one. And now there's two of them. And so because um, this is a planet where at the end of Prometheus, uh, they took off to go chase. Yeah, David's head and 
and what's her name? Uh, Numira Pace. Numira Pace. Yeah, they they went looking for. Yep. What is it? The the builders, the founders. Yeah, the, yeah. exactly. So yeah. so let's just say they found them. So <laughs> yeah, that's that's all you need. Yeah. So without reading too much, um, the the biggest problem with this film is the tone is so. Wonkadoo, in the mm. sense that half of it wants to be Prometheus, which I liked. A lot of people did not like Prometheus because it's a lot slower. It's not your horror-based sci-fi kind of thing. You know, it's it's different feel and tone to the Alien movies. And then, so that's the first kind of half or two thirds of uh, Covenant, and then the last third turns into original Alien, total mm-hmm. you know B horror movie like yeah. machine guns blasting. You know, and I as much as I like Prometheus. I wanted more of the the last part, the latter of it. Well, and that, and I blame the marketing departments for that. Yeah, because uh, that you know they were like, well, this is, you know, it, it's only the last few minutes you're going to get anything alien in Prometheus. Yeah, this is all about building up to that. Mm-hmm. And the marketing department went, where did the aliens come from? Here's the movie. Yeah, and all the alien fans went going expecting one thing that they had been marketed. Yeah, and it was not that. Well, and that's what's covenant too is that yeah. I think. Ridley Scott wants his cake and he wants to eat it too. And yeah, because he because again, Prometheus is it's a great feel and tone to mm-hmm. it, but it it does not match well with Alien. <laughs> well, and and he was a little pissed that people didn't like Prometheus. So <laughs> maybe that maybe that's why the film's tones wonky. I'm giving you some more. Shove it down Here, your throat. Some more homework. Here. <laughs> so and your vegetables and I didn't hate it, but like it's got it definitely puts a dent on watching it. I mean, I, I since the the latter half is what I enjoyed the most, mm-hmm. I walked away feeling good. But when you start re- remembering how you had to get there, all right, doesn't really match well. I'm at two and a half, two and a, two and a half, one. yeah, for Alien Covenant. Wow, so maybe I should have done that one before everything. Everything probably because <laughs> uh, we're out of order. Well, well, we're ending on a high yeah, note though. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean: Dead Men Tell No Tales. Here we go. Now, uh, this, now this thing was screened a month or so ago. It was at CinemaCon. CinemaCon. Yeah, they screened. Uh, Disney was pretty proud of it, and and they, and they didn't have an embargo on reviews. I've got one because, but it's gone now. <laughs> well, because I was all over Twitter. Uh, yeah. You know, I can't give you a full review, but I can tell you this. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and and it was glowing, and I was like, if I was Disney, I'd get that fucker out there. Yeah, for sure. You know, let it go. Let the critics babble all they want if they liked it. I'm I'm all for it. I, I don't I never got like it's I know it's a double edged sword because you're like, oh, if you liked it, you can talk about it, but if you didn't like it, you gotta be quiet. I mean, I think that's <laughs> that's a messed up message. But um, so for this one, like the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise, I loved the first one. First one was great. Absolutely loved it, and I I'd almost forgotten. A, fr- a friend told me he goes, "Yeah, what's funny is that Johnny Depp's first Oscar nomination, according to him, uh, was Jack Sparrow in the very first Pirates of the Caribbean movie." Now I have to research that. I was going to say but I, this kid usually knows his stuff. So all right, so uh, look that up and see if that's true because the character itself is a phenomenal character that is a creation of oh, Johnny yeah. Depp. Now has he become a little bit cartoonish? Absolutely. Uh, first one was great. Second one was kind of uh, three and four were. Ugh. You know, just stop. Now, this one, uh, the whole story is that, if you remember, uh, Will Turner, played by Orlando Bloom, went down with the ship with Davy Jones. He's cursed that ship forever under mm-hmm. the water. Uh, his now son, played by Brenton Thwaites, uh, he's Henry uh, Turner, mm-hmm. and he wants to, you know, reverse the curse. And the only way to do that is to find Poseidon's trident and break it. And you know, that will release, uh, you like, know, like you do, unravel all the curses across the sea. Okay, and control, control the oceans. On the other side, you have Javier Bardem. <laughs> by the premise, by the bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you have Javier Bardem playing another captain, uh, whose entire ship, we'll just say, perished. And uh, but a curse kept them in their state of being when they perished. And somehow Jack Sparrow is to he blames Jack Sparrow for that. I mean, I got that from the trailer. 
Yeah. So, so he's after Jack Sparrow. Okay. Yeah. He's, 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 he's got a little vendetta with, with Jack. And so, uh, so he's chasing Jack. Everyone's on the high seas. Cannonball's flying. To me, like this brought it back to the original. Mm-hmm. Now, it's not as good as the original, but it's, they're making progress. If they're really going to do like four or five more of these things, which that's the rumor. Really? Yeah. Wow. Like they talked about it with, uh, uh, with Johnny Depp on, uh, Ellen. And which is funny because everybody asked me why didn't you get Johnny Depp? Here's the thing about getting Johnny Depp. <laughs> yeah, uh, someone told me under his his contract or something it could be total rumor is that he is obligated to do five interviews, like national. So probably Entertainment Tonight, Ellen, yeah. Tonight Show, you know, exactly. Like that. Yeah. And someone goes, why? Why does he do that? And my response is because he can. And <laughs> yeah, so he, so he doesn't have to sit in a room. Yeah, he doesn't wait. You wait all day. <laughs> they file in critic after critic. Yep, and, I totally agree. Well, and and he will continue to do these movies because uh, alimony, uh, you know. <laughs> well, alimony, but then also he is quoted. And this is his quote. I remember reading it. He actually said, "Someone said, how long, how many of these will you do?" And he's, you know, verbatim said, "As long as Disney keeps paying me stupid amounts of money, his I words. will continue to do Jack yeah, Sparrow." <laughs> yeah, it was it, it was stupid amounts of money. Stupid amounts. Uh, there's an article in the Hollywood Reporter about a month ago about how he's. You know, in so much financial trouble, oh, really? and it really spells it out about how he's just, you know, ridiculous spending. Yeah. But the last line of the of the article just summed it up. He said, "It's my money, and if I want to buy ten thousand cotton balls with it, I'll do that." <laughs> you know. <laughs> sure. Why not? So, don't don't tell me what to spend my money on or what not to spend my money on. Anyway, so yeah. But, um, but they seem to be back in form with this. Movie. Yeah, they're definitely back on track. Uh, Jeffrey Rush is fantastic in it. He's, uh, he's, I, I love him in this as that character too. Oh, Barbosa. Yeah, yeah, Barbosa is fantastic. I, and you'll hear in the interviews, I asked him. I go, "Does Barbosa think he's a good person? Like, like on the inside, like that? Because he always got he's conflicting. That's why I love Barbosa. He's so complicated. Sometimes he's like a murderous dick, and sometimes he's like mm-hmm. a compassionate guy. <laughs> so it's like he's so conflicted. So uh, no, that that'll come up in the interviews. But I enjoyed it. I, I'm probably about. Eh, I'll I'll say three, three stars. Yeah, about three stars. It'll be enjoyable. Yeah, three. I'm at. Yeah, I'd say three. Opens this weekend. Yeah, that yeah. was the thing too. That uh, Diary and and uh, and Pirates like the junkets were less than a week, so mm. we had to fire them out fast. <laughs> Usually, I'm like, oh, we'll do it in three weeks. Uh, let's see, and then, um, uh, uh, yeah, okay, there we go. Oh, yeah, our giveaway. Yeah. Oh, yes, the Wonder yeah. Woman giveaway. I was going to mention Wonder Woman opens up the. The following week, yeah. So, or the uh, beginning of June, anyway. So, the screening for uh, Wonder Woman is May thirtieth in Salt Lake, and on our Facebook page, you can also find a link on GeekShowPodcast.com. It'll take you to the Facebook page, and we are asking all of uh, our listeners to go to the Facebook page and post your favorite image of Wonder Woman. It can be from the movies, it can be from the TV show, it can be from comics, it can be anything you want, and then just give us, you know, a few sentences. Just why do you think Wonder Woman is the best? And I've seen we've got we've had about I think about forty or fifty like entries or something like that so far. Mm-hmm. People have some good stories on there. Good, and so we're just as a panel we're going to look at it and see who's you know really passionate about Wonder Woman, and well, we'll, we'll pick one winner, and that winner will get four, I believe, four reserved seats to uh, the uh, advanced screening. Go online and find these clips. Uh, two clips: uh, one uh, Wonder Woman fighting uh, the big uh, German baddie, and then another one where she's training under her mother to oh, yeah. fight with swords. This looks kick-ass. I'm going dark. I mean, I... I As of now. Oh, really? Yeah. It was just astounding to watch, because uh, 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 Robin uh, Wright yeah. is her mother. Princess Buttercup. 
Yes. And so there was <laughs> there was Princess Buttercup. Yeah. But kick ass. That's awesome. Sword fighting. And they're in they're in their, you know, Themyscira outfits and everything. Nice. And I just went, I think they may have made a Wonder Woman movie here. I think they may have pulled it off. I have it on good authority that they did. Because uh, as mm-hmm. I was down for the Pirates junket, uh, mm-hmm. the very next day was Wonder Woman. And uh, Salt Lake wasn't invited to it. And I said, well, fine then. Even mm-hmm. though Facebook says that we're the geekiest state in the country. But I understand. <laughs> you know, ah, whatever. But uh, I was actually walking out of Pirates. And there was a line for oh, the Wonder Woman screening to start next. I'm like, yeah. ah! <laughs> and uh, But uh, a few friends of mine did go to it. And everyone is just raving about it. Yeah. So, and there, supposedly the rumor is uh, they did not show a post credit scene at their screening, but the rumor is that there will be one when it's in theaters. And the other rumor is is that they shot three different uh, post credit scenes. Uh, I haven't seen anything about that. So. Yeah, I've All heard right. that's some some inside stuff. Oh, okay. That's not internet. No, this is like like All right. word of mouth to okay. people so, I know because I don't trust that internet shit. <laughs> Well, that's, I'm excited. I'm actually excited to see that movie, and yeah. I can't wait. All right, so go to our Facebook page and uh, enter there. Cool. Uh, let's see. So um, we're going to get back to the episode, Nitro Burning Funny Thread Count. Uh, uh, and then after that, the interviews with the uh, Pirates of the Caribbean uh, uh, cast and director. And then after that, voice of young Bambi and voice of young Thumper. Yeah. A little bit of history for you. you know? Two guys who worked directly with Walt Disney. So there you go. Yeah. Stay till the end. All right, let's get back to the episode. Please to enjoy. Dr. Volt's Comic Connection. It is May, and that means free comic book day is Saturday, May 6th, 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. And everything in the store-wide is 20 to 50% off. Let's see what else is going on in the month of May at Dr. Volt's. The all-new comic based on the Injustice 2 video game is here. Superman is imprisoned, and it's up to Batman to put the world back together. All new Guardians of the Galaxy are on the run again, this time from the Nova Corps. Cable returns this month through his own monthly series. With all of time hanging in the balance, will Cable fulfill his mission? Well, you'll just have to find out. Stargate Universe begins right where Season 2 of the acclaimed science fiction TV series ended with the crew and unwilling passengers of the Destiny set to cross a vast expanse of space with no margin of error. All fans of the show will find out what happens next. And, of course, don't forget, Dr. Volt's Comic Connection always offers 10% off for all active and retired military. Support local business. Get out of the house. Make some new in-real-life friends. They're open seven days a week. Their hold service is free, and with that, you get a discount of 20% off purchases over $20 or more, and you get the previews catalog for free with that. 2043 East, 3300 South. Dr. Volt's Comic Connection. Hey, are you doing all the work? I mean, are you having groceries, ingredients shipped to your home, and then you're doing all the work? I mean, really, you couldn't send me pre-made croutons? I gotta slice the almonds? All that packaging and ice packs, that can't be good for the environment either. Let Chef Daniel do it for you. Home delivery service geared for those who can't cook, or are too busy, or have decided to make changes in their diet, and don't know where to start. This is from scratch cooking, in resealable, reusable containers. Ask Shannon, he's used this service. Menu changes weekly. You can order as much or as little as you like. No commitment to order every week. Daniel can accommodate all food preferences and allergies. Vegan, vegetarian, paleo, gluten, and dairy-free. Daniel sources a lot of ingredients locally. He's proud to source and serve a lot of local product. 
Go to his website, Cantu's Catering, C-A-N-T-U-S Catering.com for more information or to submit a home delivery request or contact Chef Daniel at 801-359-6035. Oh, Daniel can cater your party or special event no matter how big or small. Ask me or Jimmy about that. He's done that for us before. And you get a special discount if you tell Daniel, Geek Show says hey. It's time for technology to give you more family time, not less. Introducing Nucleus, the Wi-Fi home intercom with auto answer. Call from room to room or home to home with no monthly fees. No more yelling up and down the stairs and no more struggling to set up Skype calls with grandma and grandpa. Nucleus is available today at NucleusLife.com. Use the code GEEKSHOW, one word, to get a special discount. Hey everybody, this is Jimmy Martin for the Geek Show Podcast, and my wife, Kat Martin, has a special offer just for you. Are you tired of dusting your Legos? Yep. Polishing your Funko Pops? Oh yeah. And just cleaning your house in general? Yep. Well, give Kat's Cleaning a call at 801-403-7342 today. With 17 years' experience, Kat, that's me, has carefully selected my employees and trained them in all of my ridiculously OCD ways. Check out Cat's Cleaning SLC on Yelp and Facebook, Cat is with a K, to read our five-star reviews and visit catscleaningslc.com for more info. We've even been featured on local news and actually clean for local celebrities, including the one and only Carrie Jackson. Oh, thank you. Mention Geek Show for a 10% discount. That's 801-403-7342. Or go to catscleaningslc.com. Cat with a K. Oh, yes. And we're back. Woo! Yeah. You have a Samsung? Yeah, man. Android for life. Shit's going to explode. I never noticed that. Yep. <laughs> got a Samsung. I like your guys' talks. Can we move on? <laughs> do you know that? You, know, <laughs> you two could find something to... Lee, I like your jerky. You like my jerky? Thank you very much. It's easy to eat. It's, Santa, I like your yep. shirt. Cholesterol-free, highly digestible. Thanks, it's fucking plaid. Okay. Uh, let's see. Now, on our uh, Facebook page, you occasionally leave us questions. And uh, we do our best to answer them. We we really do. I mean, we we bring it from the deepest recesses of our hearts. And and if we don't know the actual answer, we'll make something up. We for sure you. will. That's uh, authentic. It, it will. You you'll believe it. You'll believe it. <laughs> All right. So the the first question uh, is from Egg Foo. Is it nap time? <laughs> yes. For him, yes. almost baby. Yeah. Yes. Almost. Almost. Egg, it's always nap time for All you. All right. Our buddy Adam McDonald wants to know: uh, considering the MCU is going to reboot after the second Infinity War movie, or whatever they call it, well, what stories? Potentially, possibly. Mm-hmm. Uh, what stories from the comic should they tell, and who should be the new big bad for the overarching plot? I said this. I said this. I think I said it a couple months ago. But I think just with everything that's happening in the in the X Men universe and everything that's happening in the Marvel universe, it's all going to be done by twenty nineteen, maybe twenty twenty. I'm just saying. Oh, you po- think you think that yeah. all the studios will talk mm-hmm. to each other I, and I, that p- put like it this way, ultimate crossover movie. Yeah, kind I, think, of I, thing? I think it's possible because both things are ending around the same time. Well, mm. I'll be honest with you. I, I think they're looking at not necessarily the uh, success of Spider-Man. Yeah, because it will be successful. I think they're going to look at the metrics of how that works, how the money is distributed that's and shared, yeah, and see the if they business, play. Yeah, oh, the yeah. business side of it. And and I think all of Hollywood is watching that, and they're like, if Marvel Studios and, and Sony can make that work for each other beneficially, then the Foxes who own the Fantastic Fours and people well, and like then, that. But then your villain becomes very easy. Yeah. yeah. And then, if they're going to play well together, your villain becomes Galactus. Yes. Oh, yeah. Or I, Doct- oh, fucking Doctor Doom. I was just going to say, Doctor Doom. Doom, Doom. Yes. right. He has never been given his due. Yeah. No. And, boy, if you want a good read, I know people are shitting on this, but I am loving the Doctor Doom is Iron Man book. Oh. Uh, it's it's uh, the infamous uh, Iron Man. Mm-hmm. 
It's so good. I don't know, As guys. A, I don't know, guys. I, I'm a business guy myself, and I just, I just, I, I hear all this talking about Doctor Doom, but where, where's, where, there's not enough baby Groot in there. You got to have all the baby Groot. Well, we need, all, we need more baby Groot. I'll tell you right now, uh, from a business standpoint, is that if they say they hit the reset button, right? Right. You know what you're going to get right after it? Hmm. Iron Man. Yep. Captain oh, yeah. America. You will. Yeah. Thor. Yeah. Hulk. And and Jay, because I there's hate been to- way too much money put into it. I hate to tell you this, but one of those Avengers movies that's coming out before the end of phase before the end of the next phase, uh, you'll actually see an army of baby Groots because Groot's gonna get blown up oh, of course. and then a bunch of baby Groots are gonna run around yeah. and, and then there's gonna Groot. scream and yell. There there is a uh, a title. It was short lived, but when it was and it was just a few years ago. When it was going, it was so, so great. And I, I know they can do that. If you can do Guardians of the Galaxy. You can do Squirrel Girl. You can do, well, that, Squirrel Girl's coming, actually, on TV series. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, I love this. I but, love this planet. But uh, the Agents of Atlas. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That is it. And it, go go to your you comic know, book you store know what and find show that. makes Agents of Atlas possible? The Flash. Probably. Because Gorilla Man can be made. Exactly. Because oh. of Gorilla Grotto. Agents yeah. of Atlas was awesome because the, the leader of this is is it, it's a similar kind of a Captain America thing. It's, it's uh, oh, I can't remember the character's name. He's a, an Asian, uh, Asian spy. Woo. Is it Woo? Something like that. A- yeah, he was, a, he was an Asian. Jimmy, Jimmy Woo. Was that it? I it was so. Jimmy Woo. Yeah. And he was an FBI agent FBI in the 50s. FBI agent in the 50s. And uh, they somehow find a way to bring him here. He's paired with uh, <laughs> M11, the killer robot. Uh-huh. Who, who does not speak? He looks like a 1950s robot and <laughs> and gorilla. Yeah, he looks like ben, he looks like Bender. He he, he looks like Bender. <laughs> really. uh, and Gorilla Man, who is a guy, a hard drinking archaeologist who was turned into a gorilla yeah. by magic. Yeah. yeah, and and he shoots guns with his and he shoots guns for guns. Uh, yeah, uh, the, the Submariner's cousin Namora. Namora is in it. Yep. And then uh, Marvel Boy. Marvel Boy. Marvel who's, Boy, who's, who's an alien. from Mars. And, yeah. 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 But they all fly around in his spaceship, which, which is, is a flying which look, saucer. Which looks like a flying saucer. Which is part of his body. Which is part of his body. I, I think you could do that. If, you're can, if you could do Guardians, yeah. you can pull that shit oh, off. Or they could do anything and, now. You and, you, yeah. and you not only pull that off, but you put... You put somebody who's a hysterically good writer in charge, because, but not slapstick. It's got to be smart. It's got to be smart, yeah. funny, smart. So James Gunn. It's got to be James Gunn. Someone like a James Gunn. Yeah, I would. I would. I would yeah. say even somebody who doesn't go. I mean, James Gunn does a very good job of of going to. <coughs> he's going to please the masses with that movie, which is funny for a trauma director to do that. Mm-hmm. But he he makes a very appealing movie. Mm-hmm. I want somebody kind of edgy, somebody yeah, yeah. that can not not dark, but just somebody who Michael like, Bay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. All right, but yeah, he just Spike Lee. Well, Spike Lee. One last thing I want to add: if they yeah. ever got to do like the big Marvel crossover, they finally they, they're all together. Mm-hmm. You know how they do it? Fucking Secret Wars, man. Yeah, they I was just Secret thinking Wars. about Secret Wars. And they're getting actually. snatched up off their different off the different existences yeah. and onto a planet by David Hasselhoff. Well, and that <laughs> exactly. and, and that uh, that surprise character that we didn't know was going to show up in Guardians yeah. could be the catalyst. That, for that. No, that yeah. honestly, that's what I first thought, and, th- and that's where I came up with the theory that, in my personal opinion, I think it's all going to collide in 20, 2019 yep. or twenty twenty. Hmm. Well, all right. all right. Next question. It's something we could hope for. Yeah. Uh, the question was asked. We're going to ask it again. What is your dream prop to own? Let's narrow it down. What is your dream prop to own from the MCU? Dream prop? Yeah. If you could own a prop. <coughs> Falcon's wings, Black Panther, Wakanda mask. Sorry. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That's, That's Hans Blaster. From the MCU? Cool. Oh, MCU, sorry. That's well, Disney. <laughs> yeah, it's all the they same. own everything. It's all the same universe. Luke Cage is bulletproof hoodie, too. From the MCU. Too. Oh. Mm, let's uh. see. Huh. 
We all got quiet. I, w- I would want the actual Infinity Gauntlet from the movie. I want... I that, want, yeah, that's, that's good. good. I want Peter Quill's cassette recorder. Oh. <laughs> oh. I want his Walkman. I want his yeah, He crushed it. It's gone. Yeah. <laughs> or, or Cap's camo shield from, uh, from Winter Soldier. Kurt Russell's penis. No? Or that. No one? No one? Nah. Just, just me? Uh, I think I got to go with Mjolnir. I don't oh, know if yeah. I can lift oh, yeah. it, but it sure would be cool to put in my house. Yeah, that's <laughs> If true. it worked, Iron Man's suit that turns into a uh, briefcase. Yeah. <laughs> that would be awesome. That's a good one. All right. Quicksilver's dead body. All right. So uh, <laughs> Jason, Jason Martini wants to know, <laughs> I've been dying to hear what you guys thought of The Last Jedi and Thor trailers while Carrie is in Japan, South Korea. Uh, we didn't hear it. So what did you guys think of it? Uh, what? Which ones Them. again? The the Last Jedi trailer and the, the Thor trailer. It's a movie. Go watch it. I haven't. I haven't. No, uh, there's no Thor much. trailer looks fucking amazing. Yeah, Thor, Thor looks great. Yeah, Thor looks fun. I never if, thought I'd say I'm looking forward to that Thor they, movie. If they, you know? they got Thor back. And if you yeah. want to know what kind of humor you're in in store for, go watch What We Do in Shadows. Oh, that's, so funny. that's the director. Yep. And uh, he's also one of the main characters in the movie. There's there's a running there's a running Nosferatu joke in that movie mm-hmm. that just fucking kills me. I th- <laughs> well, I think I think uh, t- to be perfectly honest, I think Thor Ragnarok is going to tie all this together. I I think. Well, one, I think that'll be like the beginning tie that no, starts to I think, braid it all I, together. I think, the, kind of I think Guardians may show up. Hmm. There, there's, there's a way you can bridge that gap. You're going to get uh, Doctor Strange, yeah, and Hulk, yeah, and that's about it. I think, I think there's room for and more. Maybe they, they Mantis. Can, they can tease. They can tease for something else. But I also, but I, one thing is for sure. All signs point to. The, the Infinity Stone being I mean, I mean, in this movie. It's certainly possible because the Collector is the same uh, being, mm. type of being as Jeff Goldblum's character in this. Who, who had a, a brief a brief picture cameo in the credits. That's yes. true. That's right. so, so maybe that's maybe but also, tipping it that way. But I, I saw a screenshot and someone like did like a circle. And if you look, it looks like it. It's the Collector's building. That's the new ride at Disneyland. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's in the back behind Jeff Goldblum in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. So nice. We'll see. All right. We'll I see. think I think it's a bridge. What All right. kind of beings are those people? Oh, what are they called? Uh, they're not celestials. No, no. celestials. There. I have no idea. Um, I can't remember um, their names. Beyonders. No. Eternals. 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 Yes. Oh, they're yeah, Eternals. They're Eternals. Okay. No, they're not. No. Nope. Slide. Okay. <laughs> it's uh, but like no, we. It's, it's well, well like Last that. Jedi. Going going to Last Jedi. Last, I. I'm, Looks like a good Star Wars trailer. But we know they can make a good trailer. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. it's it's it's. There's not much there. Yeah, what are you I judging? Mean, I know exactly. Yeah, she a, can lift rocks. Oh, it's a teaser trailer. What does it and, you become? Know, I will say, I did like how they started the same. This teaser, the same as the other teaser, where oh, it's it's <laughs> it's <laughs> you know, yeah. it's yeah. almost shot for shot the same teaser trailer. Oh, is it really? Yeah, you can line them up. They've done it on YouTube. A guy actually played both trailers side by side, and they hit all the same beats at the same time. <laughs> get the fuck out of here! Oh, I'm not going to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> this is just after finding out that they had to shoot uh, re- redo the ending to uh, Force Awakens because originally she brought BB-8 with her to the island. Yeah, they just said, I'd rather you take R2. Yeah, take R2, because... Yeah, yeah, because they want to do this. So, uh, Jose wants to know, what Marvel or DC hero or villain do the panelists want to bring to the big screen, and who should play that hero or villain? Well, uh, I've always been a fan. It won't make the big screen, but I definitely... uh, We've already talked about how it deserves a Netflix show. Moon Knight. Moon Knight needs a a Netflix show. It fucking needs... And, like, if, if they... Here's hoping, and I'm crossing fingers that some somehow he ends up on the defender. Somehow, I, it won't happen. But uh, I don't you know. I don't know. I don't know who, who could. Dave play. Chappelle, which would be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> He's jumping back in the acting game. I know. He but, just uh, he just recently has recorded this. The Star is Born. 
He's doing it with Lady Gaga and Really? Yeah. Interesting. It's an old Julie Garland <laughs> um, movie. Yeah. Barbara Streisand movie. And um, now yeah. uh, that wasn't a Barbara Streisand movie. That was a Chris Christopherson movie. So she was in it. Sir. I would like to see Barbara Streisand play Captain Marvel. Did they say what universes, or did they say any superhero? Uh, la, 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 any la, la, superhero? DC or Marvel hero? Because okay. I, I would vote for Invincible, but that's Image Comics. It's coming. And it's coming. It is. And I'm really hesitant to to be excited for it. Why? Oh. Because uh, <laughs> Seth did so good with another fucking problem. I'm sorry. Well, I'm sorry. I would love to see. I've, I'm going to give it a chance, I 100%. Thought, I, thought I'm, I'm, I would love to see good. The Darkness and Witchblade. Well, neat. Yeah. Uh, Witchblade is coming. <laughs> Which, no, but with, with The Darkness? Uh, no, I don't know about the darkness. Darkness. But Witchblade is coming. Ah, oh, man, because like they they tried to, oh, that's gonna be so fun to masturbate to. TV show for a little bit, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Witchblade. But yeah, darkness that, was so much fucking. The 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 one I would like to see, the comic book franchise I'd like to see is Mage. It's but, coming, right? But I want Kevin Smith to play him. Oh, Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith to play Kevin Matchstick. That would be funny. from from the Mage comics. Uh, okay, I want uh, Agents of Hate. Oh my god, that was so good. So good. So good. Because I want to see that machine man. Yeah. Not the original machine. I want to see that machine. Agents what of Hate that? is a comic you guys need to read. What was the I'd name say, of the, the, the one? I think, li- the I think we're living in that world already. <laughs> what was the name of the guy that <laughs> swore all the time? They put skulls over like... Uh, oh yeah, so he's there, uh, but it's uh, it's called Next Next Wave. Next Wave Agents of Hate. Next Wave yeah. Agents of Hate. Oh, so Ooh, good. You know what else I'd really like is BPRD. Yeah. Oh yeah, BPRD yeah, B- from an Mike ongoing Mignola. BPRD. So good. Well, I got mine. Is that a pre-existing condition? <laughs> yeah. No, not this time. Okay. Uh, I'd like to see a Hulk movie. It won't happen. Universal Universal's got to get up the rights for yeah. distribution. But I want to see a Hulk movie with you know who play it with. I want to see Mark? a Ruffalo fucking rough. The rough. I want to see the rough playing the Hulk. Rough. Yeah. Well, you're gonna get out in Thor, but you won't get a. Stand. I want a goddamn Hulk movie, Carrie Jack. I want a totally I awesome you, Hulk. I actually think you might. Fuck you. I think you <laughs> might get it with Thor Ragnarok. I think a lot of no, you guys, you yeah, guys, yeah. you guys are going because legally they can't make it that way. But I mean, like, it, it did ask me like legal. It said what I want. <laughs> okay, he's right. That's a good he's point. Right. Good okay. point. Okay, all right, let's get another one. All right, so uh, uh, Dahlia, not not by any means my sister-in-law, Dahlia. Okay, <laughs> same same Dahlia. Uh, what all female supervillain team-up movie would you want to see, and who again would you cast? An all female supervillain 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 team-up team-up. Oh. Um, I'd like to see a really good Catwoman. Cause no, so I would like to see the uh, the 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 Gotham sirens. The Gotham movie. sirens. Gotham sirens. Yeah, yeah. yeah with 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 Harley um, and, and, Poison and Catwoman and, and Catwoman. Aren't we getting Poison one of Ivy those? and Firefly? We are. We're getting a we're getting a Gotham uh, sirens sirens. Movie. Do you think? Well, good. I guess. Honestly, I guess I get what I want from um, what's just, my fucking life. Out of my. Do you guys <laughs> think? Yeah, we've had a good Catwoman yet on screen. Halle Berry, Michelle Pfeiffer Michelle came Pfeiffer. the closest. She was the closest. Uh, she wasn't. She wasn't. Who's very Michelle close. Pfeiffer? I'm not sure. I she wasn't very close to, to Selena Kyle by any means. Um, we yeah. currently have Madame Hydra on Shield. Yeah, really? Yeah, we currently cool. have her. Uh, she would. She would be a good leader. I think. I I would always I always think of characters like you know characters like Big Barda. I'd like to see a road movie with Big Barda and Wonder Woman. That would and, be cool. And, I would like to cast, see gr- Granny Goodness. Yeah, and cast oh, yeah. and fighting Granny Goodness. Exactly. And cast cast two six and a half foot tall women to, to play these characters. And, yeah. Well, wasn't Granny Goodness on one of those DC shows no, recently? She's, she's been in the car, uh, the cartoons. It's cartoons, and I, oh, but okay. like that is one character I do want to see if they ever bring it to light, and I hope they do one day. Was the question I just loved. in comics? I mean, yeah, we, we'll just go you know, up. I mean, because you, you don't have to stick were, to it. Just go for it. Well, the reason is because I had a conversation just the other day. As uh, someone said, they would love to see a prequel to the Goonies, but it's all about the Fatellis. 
Oh, the fertility. Wow. Yeah, so you'd find out where so they came mom from. Of, yeah, they're like, yeah, where they came from, oh, and what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> That'd like, be cool. Wow. That I, I would like that. Would be cool. Yeah. That's some fan fiction there. Um, okay, so uh, if you could own any one comic, any one comic book, um, the comic several. book of your dreams. <laughs> so, for instance, Action Comics number one. Sold. What would it be? That one, and I'm selling it. I'm retiring. That, that's yeah. Yeah. I feel the same way. Whatever, whatever's like, worth the most that I can sell, and it's a and piece yeah. of fucking I mean, paper. Yeah. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't keep it. I would yeah. not keep yeah. it. No. I, yeah, I I'm guess. sorry. I'm, I'm with Jimmy. I'm going for the money. I got not, bills. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I we're, we're, bill, we're just not sentimental I, enough. I, I guess. I want that kiss. Uh, that kiss one with their blood in it. <laughs> I have oh. my dream. Give, comic. Me the, give me the action comics. I'll sell it. Right. I'll have the digital version. I'll just flap that shit. And well, no, to, cl- to, to, all right, to, to only strengthen my answer, I will just say this. Everything that that has affected me, I already own. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. Yeah. a lot of that shit that has affected me, that's, that's sentimental to me, mm-hmm. is finally being made. So, Well, I have, I have my dream comic already. Uh, when Tick Number 1 came out, and I just picked it up because I thought it looked funny. And then... You know, Ben Edlund came in and did some comic signings at a comic shop that shall not be named. Mm-hmm. And he yeah. signed he signed to Lee, hey, thanks for reading, oh, that's, love Ben Edlund. And that's I'm like, awesome. I still have that. And uh, I won't part with it because yeah. it's precious. I have framed one comic that I have, and it's Radioactive Man number one. Nice. If I was oh, going to yeah. go sentimental, I would like uh, an original first issue of Kingdom Come if I, and get it signed by Alex Ross. I think that All would right. be when, awesome. When I was in Denver and uh, we got to go to Mile High Comics to the, the big store, uh, there's a glass case that's about 350 feet long, six shelves high, that was full of every comic book I've ever wanted to own. Mm. So even, even the, uh, the lowest lane detective comics from the 50s. They weren't sure if superheroes were going to sell, so they gave Lois Lane a detective series. Wow. They had like every issue of that. It was pretty <laughs> awesome. I want I, NFL I, Super Pro number one. I have it. I have it at the house. Jen, I give, I, well, then give it to me. God damn it. <laughs> Jeremiah gave it to me for free. He's like, please take this. I don't want it. Oh, this is a good, good question. Tying into the last one, actually. Uh, Shad wants to know, what are your favorite and or most iconic comic book covers? <sighs> hmm. I mean, the first one that comes to my mind is Superman lifting the car. Yeah. 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 Um, Action Comics number one, that one. Oh, well, there's the there's the Dark Knight with the oh, silhouette of yeah. Batman. Yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's hard. To, uh, yeah. uh, the Broken Bat was. A, yep. uh, I remember as a kid that fucked me up. I've got uh, I've got three wristwatches that that feature this. As a matter of fact, comic book covers that are Spider Man that was sold to set, and one is of course Amazing Fantasy fifteen. One is uh, Todd McFarlane's Spider-Man number one. I remember that. Number and one. another one is I don't recall the number of the issue of the comic, but it's it's got this great feature on it in that there's a, there's a hole, and as the seconds go by, as the, well, as the hours go by, I mean, a different character's face appears. Oh, it's that one with all just all the different hats yeah, on it? Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so you've got the original, you know, you've got J. Jonah Jameson shows up. and yeah. you know, uh, so. um, I, I, There's an issue yeah, of yeah. Hulk when McFarlane was drawn it. Uh, the, where he fought Wolverine. Oh yeah, with uh, it's like Wolverine going ah, and yeah, you see it's, the it's, a, it's of Wolverine. Hulk. It's oh, Wolverine yeah. comic. Yeah, yeah. yeah that and, was cool. Yeah. I had that one. I sold and, it. Um, oh, the, for some reason, Spider-Man No More. Right. The, where, oh yeah, you the, get that in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah with the, uh, the the garbage can and the, mm. the, the, and the outfit, and the, the suits yeah. in the garbage can. Uh, Wolverine number one, Frank Miller. It's uh, Wolverine. Was he's it? got the mask off, the claws are out, and he's going like this. Yep. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's, I know it's Frank. that whole, you know his brother. It's <laughs> that it's that whole storyline where Wolverine goes to Japan and yeah. uh, to, oh, yeah. to Mariko, try to get yeah. uh, Onigo to stop possessing Kitty Pride. Yeah. I'd say the the Killing Joke. 
It's a good one. Fantastic cover. I can think of two, uh, and they're from graphic novels, actually, but uh, the cover of Watchmen with just a smiley face with the blood. Oh, yeah. And then also the uh, Alex Ross variant cover for the graphic novel of uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths. Oh, good comic. That's my favorite piece of art of all time. Um, I have, and it's actually at Watchtower. I just have to go get it. Yeah? I've got a giant... I want to get one of those. Phone cord version of that. I just got to go get it. So cool. All right. Uh, two more? Yeah, just well, a, two, uh, maybe even one. We'll okay. see. Depending well, on how good this one I, is. I have, uh, I have one on my favorite cover. Right. Oh, what? Um, just Marvel did a bunch of hip-hop variants oh, yeah, yeah, a couple yeah. years ago. Yeah. And one of my favorite. But it's, I don't know. for Because to me, it's just dope that comics and hip-hop is just so popular that the world's kind of crossed for a minute. Scotty Young did. I love the, uh, the oh, group. Oh God, I love Scotty Young. He did Run the Jewels. And, oh yeah, yeah, and he did Deadpool. Deadpool with the uh, Infinity Gauntlet. That mm. shit was. It's so fucking. That cool. was funny. Okay, this, this is probably my favorite question we've been asked ever. So it's going right. to take a little work on each one of your behalfs. Oh. Each of you needs to create a superhero right now, completely new and original. Yep, got one. Okay. All right. Um, Go. His the superpower. The superpower is he has adaptive regeneration. Um, it's not like Darwin. I know what you guys are thinking. Of. You guys, some people are thinking of uh, Darwin from X Men. Um, he has adaptive regeneration, but he also has uh, unlimited data on his phone. That's the, that's all I can come with. Unlimited it. data. That's a great power. Yeah, I, know, right? <laughs> I love that. Um, how about high speed terabytes? Mm, right. Oh yeah. God. That, no, that that would be a dope superhero to have. Like on you know where he can uh, increase. So uh, he's got a great internet. Bandwidth. A great internet connection is the. But but hey, uh, fuck! We're coming up with this shit on the fly. Oh, okay. the thing I got, I got and, it. His, and his code name is bandwidth. I like that. Yeah. All right, it's good. Yeah. I got. I got. I got uh, you try because I would love. Like I would love this <laughs> this power. All right. To be able to have the ability to regenerate your give a fucks. <laughs> <laughs> Like daily, yeah, it's hard. Because it's hard. But what's his name, or her name? Captain Give a Fuck. <laughs> no, man. How about Captain Caring. No, Caring. <laughs> no, they just call him. Uh, I don't have any Give a Fucks. The Giver. <laughs> the Giver. Oh yeah, that works too. Giver. Oh, it's a terrifying book, but sure. Giver. The Giver. Anyone, anyone else? I'm going time so. travel. And uh, I'm going <laughs> to Ben Dunn. That's Ben Dunn, dude. We got to come up with some new shit. I came up with bandwidth. What you got? Time travel. So, <laughs> man, that shit's weak. Is that all you got? His name's Mistake Man. Oh, there we go. Okay, okay. I got a guy called Rewind. And uh, he gets rewind. rid of your pre existing condition? No. Rewind can travel back in time, but only in 30 second increments and only when he's in danger. You just didn't say time but travel. It's, but it's triggered. <laughs> but it's triggered. He has no control over it. So, anytime anything puts him in danger, he rewinds 30 seconds. That would be a dope. So, even if he doesn't know it. Oh, no, he has no clue. Yeah. He has no but clue. But does he remember the 30 seconds that yes. he... Okay. Yes. So you could actually have a... You could have him get in a car accident where he just keeps flashing back 30 seconds over and over Until and over he figures over. out how Can to not, get around yeah. it. Yeah, or what if you get into a loop where you can't... It, sorry for that. Okay, so, so let's say in an instance where he's he says the wrong thing to his girlfriend. Right. <laughs> and then... And she tries to kill him. And she gets mad, and he freaks out, so he goes back 30 seconds. Now, he has knowledge, and he's able to go, oh, I shouldn't have said that. I need to say this. Yes, but then you think about people and how quickly they think of things. <laughs> Would he be smart enough to come up with a better answer? Well, like, say, got... for instance, I put you on the spot and said, come up with a completely unique and original car- uh, comic book character. I just want some give a fuck. Well, in this case, he's got 30 <laughs> seconds. So. Right. 
30 and, seconds, as you know, is a long time. And so then the next question is, is that the person, like his girlfriend, is she aware of the 30 nope, seconds? not at all. Okay, we'll see. You did it. But there's, got, things, there's things like an airplane crash, right? Yeah. How are you going to fix a, that? Right. The plane starts to go down, and you flash back 30 seconds. The plane's still going down. Yeah, you're just well, going to die able, over. No, you, you, uh, that's a loop. Eternity no. of shit? No, see, yeah. he's, he's able to <laughs> No, he's able to jump right before the plane oh, yeah? hits the ground. So you're going to hit the ground? <laughs> 30 seconds uh, by, so he keeps reliving the plane crashing over and over and over uh, for eternity. Right. I got, I got, so, just while we're talking, I got two superheroes. Uh, we, got a, we got a guy, um, when he gets angry, he teleports. And his code name is Rage Quit. <laughs> I like that. No, I like, like that. Yeah, okay, yeah. I like that. Okay. And then, I like that. I and like then um, um, we have uh, this. I don't care what the gender is. I, I would like to see a, a character that uh, explodes, like detonates. A human pump, bomb? A human bomb. And we, well, they have one of those. And it's called Trigger. <laughs> What's his trigger, though? Just whatever. Feelings. Ooh. His, his uh, hideout's called The Safe Place. <laughs> no, I mean, like, no, but I, I'm just saying, like, look. I just assemble. I don't know about you, but I'm like three for three on this shit. I'm killing it. I'm. I got. I got. A, I got a team right now. I got bandwidth. I got rage quit. I got trigger. Ah, uh, a force to be reckoned with. That's a force to be reckoned with. So if you buy unlimited data, so like, okay, I'm out paying for that. Yo, All right. And rage quit can't get mad because he got unlimited bandwidth. <laughs> rage, uh, so, rage quit walks into the grocery store. Sees Wonder Woman on uh, locale brownie mix and goes. Boom! Just teleport somewhere else yeah. instantly. All right. I used I used my uh, superhero, the best one I think I ever thought up on our uh, RPG many years ago, when I had the character the Scarab, whose uh-huh. whose powers are cockroach based. <laughs> <laughs> I right. forgot about that. Right. <laughs> one more quick one. One more quick one. Then we'll get out of here. Fuck Mary, kill Emperor Palpatine, Darth Vader, or Kylo Ren. Uh, oh, fuck, marry, or kill? Yeah. Well, I think either way, I end up dead. Can you fuck Darth Vader? Like, the question is, can you fuck him? Does he have the hardware? It's a lot of machinery. (sighs) I I guess this is your headcanon, Jay. (sighs) I imagine imagine Kylo's a a passionate lover. Yeah. I don't want to answer that question. Yeah. You got no more? No, I'll I'll take the question. Fuck it. I got this. All right. All right. Um, I'm going to... I'm gonna marry Emperor for the money, for the money. Okay, because he's an Emperor. I all mean, right. like, okay, yeah. You know, he's I saw it. you in the outfit. You know, yeah. yeah. He looked Jay, good. All, all his shits, in, it's in bonds. It's you can't get to it. Hey, well then, that's why. It's uh, just let him go. I think you'll be taken care of. Um, all right. <laughs> so I'm not fucking Darth Vader. So that's I. I'm fucking Kylo Ren because I can't. Like I just I. Well, he's he's. I think. Better looking at this point. I, I'm so I'm fucking Kylo Ren. Darth Vader, he's all burned up. Gross. Yeah, I just it's nothing. It's nothing against that. I just it's, I I like. Here's a weird thing about I like quiet sex and like I feel like Darth Vader. Uh, would respirator be, on. Yeah, yeah. just be I too don't much. Think Kylo Ren would be quiet sex. Yeah, he is kind. Of, he's he's got to throw. A I hate my dad. I hate my dad. Yeah. I hate my dad. I hate a lot of crying. He's got a temper. Yeah, but he does tend to vibrate, and that's okay. All right, there I you mean, go. I think that was a fantastic that was, question. That was a great place to, to finish it off. Uh, I answered have, the shit. Do we have games? Uh, yeah. And, yeah, you won. Uh, yeah. Games and Blu-rays uh, before we leave. Bandwidth, Rage, Quit, and Trigger. I That's got a it. Dope team. You ready? The Millennials. I just think that there are pills that can help Trigger. I really do. I have not <laughs> seen it yet, and I know Jay has. Uh, Get Out is now out mm. on Blu-ray. It's I good. want to see it. It's good. I hear it's it really so good. It's good. So I'll watch that. The hell of that. 
If you want to watch Matt Damon save the Great Wall of China. No. Mm. It's aliens. <laughs> no. The Great Wall's out. Um, I, let's see. The big one, though. Logan. Oh, oh now the thing that about... Comes out this I week, guess it's big. The thing yes. about this one is that uh, it's got a, a black and white version. Ah. Oh, on the on, on the on, on, oh. the on the thing, and there's settings on your TV that can do that for you. I love it that they have Max Two. Stop ruining it, Lee. Oh, sorry, Max <laughs> Two. Yeah, uh, it's the dog. I did the junket for the first one. Apparently, the second one. <laughs> That's got to be oh, directed. This one's a comedy. This one's a comedy. That's got to be directed. He's video. White House Hero. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, well, uh, that explains why people keep getting to the front door. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, That's games. It. Uh, games. It's a uh, it's a pretty slow week. Well, Infinity um, Justice or uh, Justice yeah. uh, League. Yes, last week was we got uh, Guilty Gear. They Guilty still Gear. Make, they still make sure? I don't know how to pronounce this. Xrd. Xrd. Guilty Gear Xrd Rev Two. Yeah. Xrd Extra Hard. I guess so. <laughs> extra Hard. Uh, a bunch of stuff that really looks ridiculous and stupid. Friday the Thirteenth, the game. Yes, oh, people yeah. are actually excited about. People that. Are you serious? Yeah. But no, it's, it's based off the TV series. It's going to be that has nothing no. to do with the movies. It's going to be terrible. I can no, tell no, you no. right now. I, I thought it was just going to be your Jason and your killing teens, but it's not. It's, They're running it's, away it's, from. It's a it's a team game where you get a whole bunch of people, and you you have one guy playing Jason, and the rest of you are the teens, and you team up against. Huh. Him oh, it's probably and based off of that engine from that horror game from a couple of years ago where yeah. one person played the monster and the three other yeah. people played the, oh, the Evolve? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can play... Were those three other people, Bandwidth, Trigger, and uh, Rage no, Quit? not at all. You okay. can play a one-player, but it's it's apparently a better game if you get a team. Hmm. And you I also, want a game based off of okay. Halloween 2 where you just try to take masks yeah. away from children before their Season faces melt. of the Wedge! <laughs> and then, <laughs> is that one uh, robot guy? That's Halloween 3. That's 2. All right. The last one that's worth... No, uh, it is not. It's 3. You're right. Worth mentioning, if you ask me, is uh, it's a JRPG called Disgaea 5. Look at this guy Come over here. Disgaea 5 over here. It's out on the Switch. <laughs> the Switch! Came out a while ago All for right. the rest of them. Good enough. Ooh. Good enough. Uh, huh? What? I, I'm sorry. I keep coming with all these like heroes. Okay. Got a, guy that over here. got a guy that can't be killed. We call him Refresh. Refresh. No, if he's refreshed, he would die and come back instantly. But what do you? Have the, but what do you have the same? Memories? No, but he's a black dude. Oh, that's a good he's a question. black dude. His name is Refresh. Hmm. Refresh. That makes it better. All right. <laughs> what the fuck, y'all? <laughs> Jay, right. we're not mad. We're just disappointed. No, I mean, all right. Oh, fine. All right. Fine. Fine. Okay. Fine. All fine. Right. Fine. What about what about um, um, a, a guy, a guy that, or, or a woman that can shrink and make it make it real small? Call it Ant Man. No, call it easy to eat. Oh, I see what Look, you did. Um, Such Look, an active don't, imagination. Don't call us. We'll call yeah, you. Yeah, we're just gonna we're gonna have to put a. I'm very interested in your character, <laughs> hey, young man. I want to buy it. Wait, from wait, you. wait, wait, wait. What about this? One? What about this? One? What about this? Is about a white dude. That goes over. Never to gets pulled over. No, shut up. <laughs> That's me. Oh, uh, what is it called? Everyday man. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's called, man. I don't understand what you're saying, Jay. <laughs> no, How does um, this affect me? What about what about white dude that goes over to another land, another continent, traveler, and he receives this mystical blade, and then a, a fan. And takes pictures. Jay, we've got a lot of we got a lot of you know propositions that we need to listen yeah, to. We need, like, yeah, straight, you got, straight you got to conscious. Yeah, 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 so. I, I really well, appreciate that you're holding our security guard hostage, but uh, 
I'm still not sure about? how you got what into, this, into this room. You, you got to go. What, what, yeah. No, check this out. No, no, what about these? No, What about these? What about these two kids I that can, can that can merge together and form solid objects and they call a kiss table? High five! Can High you five! Guys, yeah. yeah. Now should I turn you know, his mic put, off? Put that yeah. on the same stack <laughs> as his uh, superhero that brought things back to mint condition, Reefer. Yeah, that, it just didn't make any sense. Mr. B, put a bullet in this. What the fuck do you mean I gotta buy another fucking app? I just want to eat my goddamn ham. <laughs> yes. There you go. All right, Jimmy Martin, Hollywood's best friend, Woo-hoo. gets to meet and greet all the stars of your favorite movies and interview them. And uh, you can see these uh, interviews on your YouTube channel, right? Yeah, on uh, Big Movie Mouth Off. Absolutely. So if you want to watch this, uh, but if you're you know, not into looking at famous people. Yeah. Uh, this is just for you. They're so ugly. <laughs> Where do you want to start? Is the Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales. Yeah, let's start. Uh, is, is it the fifth one? Is fifth one. Fifth one. Okay. Yeah. All right. Jeez. And then uh, this train ain't stopping. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, well, I say that as we record this, it hasn't come out yet. So I'm curious to see what it'll do. I think, I mean, this franchise does not screw around. No. And, and I think word is going to get out about the good reviews. Yeah. And, even the good, yeah. I mean, even the, I said I didn't like the third and fourth ones. Those still, I swear, made... At least a billion dollars. Yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll do fine. Yeah. And uh, Amber Heard will get her check uh, <laughs> <laughs> from Johnny's people. Uh, let's see. So where do you want to start? Let's start with the, the newcomers okay. to, to the franchise. We'll, uh, we'll be gentlemen and say ladies first. All right. Uh, we'll say it's Kaya Scaldelario. Scaldelario. I, I, okay. I probably butchered that horribly, yeah. but uh, she plays uh, Karina Smith, uh, who I love it because... She's not a damsel in distress. You'll hear. Oh, that. that's good. That's my first question. That's I, good. Or not question. I said that's why I like the character uh, because everybody thinks she's a witch because she's too smart and she's a woman. <laughs> and it's back in the day. <laughs> it's actually a really good funny angle that they take on this. Back in the day, or where I grew up. Oh, there you go. Uh, <laughs> all right, so here it is, uh, Kea Scoldelario. It's a pleasure to meet you. Me too. One of the things I love about your character is she is not a damsel in distress. Nope. And so when you read the script, what was the first initial reaction you had to this character? Uh, I was so excited to play her in this world. Um, You know, I researched what it would be like for a woman in the 17th century. and Bloody (laughs) horrific. Uh, But she's still so determined Mm -hmm. and she's a survivor. Uh, She's an orphan. She's had to make her own way in life. Um, She is on her own personal mission. She doesn't need help. But she could do with it, and I, I like that she's kind of flawed in the sense that she thinks she can do it all on her own, and yeah. and we learn that uh, actually it, it's it's okay to ask for help every now and again. <laughs> what was the most difficult scene to film? Uh, probably the sequence when we're underwater because we shot that over the time about three weeks in a big blue warehouse, and yeah. we didn't see daylight, and we were soaking wet <laughs> constantly, and it did get quite miserable towards the end. Uh, but we kind of kept each other going and, and tried to make it as exciting as possible. What does your character actually like, really think about Jack Sparrow? I think she thinks he's an idiot. <laughs> um, she has no time for him. Uh, she's frustrated that she's having to deal with him at all. Uh, and I think she probably thinks he smells really bad as well. Probably. Yeah. I think that's probably legit. Why do you think people resonate with pirate films? Why do they flock to them? I think because of the adventure. It's about you know being on the open ocean and, and going into the horizon and and uh, exploring different places and different adventures and different cultures. And I think we'd all like to do that if yeah. we could. We'd all like to kind of just take a year off and go <laughs> see the world a bit. One of my favorite things in the film is uh, the names of the ships. Mm-hmm. And if you had your own ship, what would you name it? I would call it the Arnie because that's my dog's name. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, and he's a French bulldog, so I'd have like an ear shaped on the bows. It would have to have a tongue hanging out the front of it. Too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one of my favorite characters is Uncle Jack. Yes. And can't beat Paul McCartney. Yeah, it was uh, amazing. <laughs> what is your favorite Paul McCartney song? 
that's such a good question. My nan is a huge Beatles fan. She's a huge, huge Beatles fan. So I'm going to say her favorite in in honor of her. <laughs> and uh, that's Hard Day's Night. Oh, good one. Yeah. Uh, one of the questions I do like to ask people when I speak of music, because I think it tells a lot about a person, mm-hmm. is what is your go-to karaoke song? <gasps> Rolling Stones Painted Blacker. Good one. Yeah. I've not heard that one yet. Yeah. That's a really good mm. one. <laughs> when you found out... Uh, that you got this role, like, how did it happen? Like, you know, was it a phone call? Was it? I, I'd auditioned a bunch and I'd, I'd gone and met with Brenton and we'd done a chemistry read, which was really cool. And we, we kind of worked together on the scenes and bounced off each other really well. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it got me really excited because I thought we could we could really create something cool together. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I got the phone call. I was in New York um, and I just got back from another job. And I was exhausted and tired, and I, I got the phone call, and it, I remember dancing around the kitchen. <laughs> and you're working with people that you know have long-time careers, and you're fairly early in your career. Mm. Are there any genres or directors or actors that you'd like to work with? There's a ton. I want to work with a, a lot more British people and, and British females. I think it would be cool. I have a ton of friends that are really talented writers and producers and actors, and I'd love to get them all in a room and create something with them. And <laughs> I love Danny Boyle. He's one of my favorite directors. I'd really love to work with him. Awesome. Absolute pleasure meeting you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I like her. Yeah. I like her. She's good. Yes. Okay, so who is next? Is it her uh, co-star? Yeah, it's the the young man of the series. Uh, This is Brenton Thwaites. Uh, This is Henry Turner. Uh, If you saw the trailer... It is Orlando Bloom's son. Ah. And Orlando Bloom, if you remember, in is, the past film. Is with Davy Jones now. He's down at the bottom of the ocean. That's right. And okay. he's determined to save his dad. Well, all right. Here you go. Brendan Thwaites. Brenton Thwaites. It's a pleasure to meet you. You too, sir. Uh, in this film, you have some really good fistfights. And I want to know, how long did it take you to learn, learn the choreography? And did you throw any real punches or did you receive any real punches? No. Well, there was one moment where I tackle a guy and uh, I kind of went into it a little too gun-ho <laughs> and I tackled him on the wooden floor and my head went straight into the wooden ship I remember thinking wow I could have broken my neck uh, in that tackle um, but that was it we only did it once so I was lucky we had a few um, weeks to prepare in uh, pre-production we did um, a lot of the sword fighting choreography and uh, fist fighting choreography in that couple of weeks so we prepared somewhat but, sure. you know on the day it changes and, <laughs> you know the shot's different and you have to kind of uh, adjust what does Henry really think about Jack Sparrow I think he really thinks um, he is his biggest obstacle um, towards saving his father. Yeah. You know, he's been told to trust him and go with him and, you know, form an alliance with him and work with him. But I think deep down he really thinks that he's his biggest obstacle. And if only he would move to the side and we could probably, you know, uh, achieve his goal much quicker. What was the most exciting scene to film? The most exciting scene for us to shoot was, I think, uh, one of the last scenes of the film where... We're at the bottom of the ocean, mm. playing in the coral set piece, and um, Henry turns into this crazy character <laughs> and uh, has this wonderful fight scene with Jack Sparrow. And um, I just remember there being a piece of everything. You know, uh, we're all down there. It was an it was a, a bunch of ensemble scenes where Jeffrey Rush is involved. Javier comes down with his crew, yeah. and. Um, Jack Sparrow is there, Karina's there. We're kind of all, we all worked those for those two weeks, so they, they were the most fun. Uh, one of my favorite things in this film uh, are the names of ships. And if you had yeah. your own ship, what would you name it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, the Australian Rocket. Oh, it's a good one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't think Australia was discovered back in that time, but. Uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> so I think, I think Jeffrey Rush and Johnny Depp are, I think, the only two that have done all five movies. And, you know, I don't know how far we're going to go into the future with these things. How many are you determined to do? 
I'll make as many as they let me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, if that, they never fire me, I'll keep doing them until I'm Johnny's age, maybe. There you go. <laughs> Gibbs. Gibbs is in all five. Oh, that's right. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Uncle Jack is one of my favorite uh, characters in this one. Right. Uh, and obviously because it's Paul McCartney. Uh, what is one of your favorite Paul McCartney songs? Blackbird singing in the dead of night. <laughs> my favorite one. That's a good one. It's a beautiful song. See, now that you did that, it jumps right into my next question because it's something I like to ask everybody, and I think it tells a lot about a person. What is your go-to karaoke song? Oh, uh, Jingle Bells. It's a holiday spirit right there. Enough, yeah. <laughs> I, I've only been to karaoke once in my life, and it was in college. Um, was it Christmas time? No, it was July. <laughs> And uh, I just, um, I don't know, I'm sure there was a lot of beers involved, and out came Jingle Bells. <laughs> Perfect. Absolute pleasure meeting you. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. All right. Yeah. Now, let's, uh, where do you want to go next? Well, we're getting to the big names now. And uh, when I say big names, no, it's not Johnny Depp, because he's got other things to do, <laughs> like buy cotton balls. That's right. He's buying cotton balls. Uh, so let's go to the producer real fast. Jerry Bruckheimer. Jerry Bruckheimer. I'm... Hollywood legend. Whether man. you like him or not, or his movies, because I know it's explosions and overacting yeah. and whatnot. That's he's a name. Oh, in he, Hollywood, he is. He is one of the names. Yeah. If you had top ten names, he's and not even just in movies and television. In too. television, yeah. yeah. A lot of times you see his name on, on on the end of shows. I think it's all the CSIs. Yeah. And then uh, also that was it. The Amazing Race, I think, is his. Oh yeah, he's he's <laughs> he is uh, he he does not have spare time. No. <laughs> well, he has his own jet. And so this is a short interview, I imagine. Yep. It's an absolute pleasure to meet you. Same here, Jimmy. How do you make a franchise so engaging after five uh, chapters and then even going into the future? Well, it's always about great storytelling, great actors. we got Javier Bardenham in this one. He's brilliant. We've got Johnny Depp back. We have Brendan and Kaya, two new really handsome uh, and beautiful couple. Yeah. So that's a nice little love story in there. Plus, we have spectacular visual effects and... The great Jeffrey Rush is back, so another Academy Award winner. So we're very, very fortunate that they all decided to come back, and Jeff Nathanson wrote a terrific script, and Joachim and Esmond are fantastic directors. The visual effects are spectacular. It's got, it's a, it's an emotional story, it's a funny story, and it's got great action. We're living in a time right now that I think you'd be the best person to uh, ask this question is kind of television versus movies, and but it's great for all viewers because I think it's a competition. What do you think is driving that competition? It's always talent. You know, it's always people who write write terrific content for both television and for movies. Uh, that's what it's all about. You can tell a great story. People want to see it, whether it's on a TV or on a big movie screen. You have a kitchen in your home, right? Yeah. <laughs> you still go out to eat. Yeah. So we still want to go to the movies, even Absolutely. though you have great television. <laughs> you have an amazing career as a producer. Would you ever want to jump into the director's chair? Well, look at know what you're good at. <laughs> and, and I'm pretty good at this. I've been doing it a long time, and I want to continue doing it. You know, I'm I'm kind of ADD. I, I don't know if I could focus on just one project. You know, we, we have a lot of television going on. We have a number of movies that we're making. So um, you know, I'm I'm really lucky. I get to stick my finger in a lot of different pies. <laughs> One of my favorite characters in this film is Uncle Jack. Right. Uh, can you explain how Paul McCartney got involved with this? Oh, he's he's just such a brilliant uh, both musician, writer, and <laughs> and he's a very good actor too. What happened is, is Keith Richards was on tour. He wasn't available. We viewed Keith in previous pirate movies, and so Johnny's friendly with Paul McCartney. He called him up and say, "Paul, would you like to be a pirate?" He <laughs> said, "Sure, I'll be a pirate." And, <laughs> We got him. For this production, what do you think was the most difficult thing to film? Uh, you know, I think the, the end sequence was very difficult. You know, it took a lot of visual effects. It, it's spectacular. I've never seen a sequence like it. It took almost a year to get it right. One of my favorite things in the film are the names of the ships. Right. And if you had your own ship, what would you name it? The Black Pearl, of course. <laughs> You're just going to take it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Absolute pleasure meeting you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. 
All right. Thank you, Mr. Bruckheimer. There you go. Definitely a legend and a name. Uh, let's see. Where do you want to go next? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, I love this man's voice. It could <laughs> yes. read the dictionary. This is Jeffrey Rush. Jeffrey Rush, who um, a terrific actor. Casanova Frankenstein. I was just going to say <laughs> it got brought up last night because I was in bowling alley <laughs> and we were talking about the bowler. Yeah, oh, yeah. My my dear sweet Janine Garofalo. Yeah. And uh, and I and I started listing the characters from the movie like some sort of idiot savant. Do you I remember went, who is the waffler? Uh, who was the waffler? It's Dane Cook. Dane Cook was in that? Yeah. Oh, I still like that movie. I don't care. <laughs> if you try to make me hate it, I will not. Yep. Uh, but yes, Jeffrey Rush as the villain Casanova Frankenstein. So good. But uh, he is Barbosa, Captain Barbosa, a character I quite like. He's on the pirate ride at Disneyland. Yeah. Uh, so here we go. Jeffrey Rush. It's an absolute pleasure to meet you. Thank you. I love the character of Barbosa because he's so complicated in your opinion, do you think that he thinks he's a decent human being? Oh, yeah. Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Look, I, I've always based, you know, the, the adjectives I look for in the beginning were, you know, his vanity, his narcissism, <laughs> and his self-delusion. Mm. Because he thinks he is the most important, significant pirate in the history of the world. I think he might be. <laughs> what, is, what does Barbosa really think of Jack Sparrow? I don't know. Look, I think there's, there's glimmers underneath of a kind of mutual respect. You know what I mean? Sure. Uh, but they are such... They're interesting. Johnny and I spoke about this before we shot the first film and we talked about it again on this one. And when I watch him as, as Jack... I realize he hasn't used any of the stereotypes that we might associate with what a pirate should be. Mm-hmm. It's highly original, very idiosyncratic choices that he made. And it was based on, you know, the land legs and the sea legs and never getting them the right way around. Sure. <laughs> and the fact that, you know, his body water is 80% rum and <laughs> you spend a lot of time in the sun... But then you go, but yeah, you're so smart. And he just spins a compass. He's, a, he's an existential hero. He says, I'll go there. <laughs> and Barbosa's control freak. So there's a nice yin and yang. Sure. They need each other. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> I think of all the major pirates, you're the only one, if I saw right, with the peg leg. Uh, no, that was a very important part in the, in the fourth chapter that I cut my own leg off. Mm-hmm rather than be defeated because <laughs> I had to get off the Queen Anne's Revenge which was strangling me sure. and I tell the story about you know I took my own leg off but it's great because yeah. then later in the film he unscrews the leg and he keeps a little stash of rum in there <laughs> as you do mm. <laughs> that was my idea <laughs> that was a good one <laughs> one of my favorite things in the film were the names of the ships and if you had your own ship what would you name yes. it? If I was the captain, absolutely. Oh, I'd call it the Adrenaline Rush. Oh, good one. <laughs> and then one of my favorite characters is Uncle Jack, uh, Mr. Sir Paul McCartney. Oh yeah, no, well that's that's hilarious because you know Johnny had always referenced way back. He always had a. He went off on an imaginative springboard in the first film and said we were talking. And he said the pirate I'd like to be is like. Someone like the from the Rolling Stones, Keith Richards, because <laughs> that's a contemporary way of just imagining into it rather than looking at old pirate movies or yeah. reading Treasure Island or something like that. Uh, and as a result of that, I think he 
talked Jerry Bruckheimer into putting um, uh, Keith into the second and third films, and he said he can play my father. Yeah. And, and the idea that you suddenly realise that Jack has family, yeah. and you go, is that where he came from? And Keith wasn't available on this shoot, so they said, well, what if we get Paul McCartney? And it's a, I, I love that scene. <laughs> He's just in passing in prison. And it's like, oh... Uncle Jack, you know, so you can, now you know he's got uncles and stuff yeah. like that. And Paul's character is hilarious. It's a bit like The Goon Show. I don't know if you're familiar with that on yep. British radio. But he's, uh, I would describe Uncle Jack as mad as a cut snake. He's a good one. He's insane. Everything <laughs> he says is a complete non sequitur. Yeah. <laughs> no wonder he's locked up. Absolute pleasure <laughs> meeting you. And he sings. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Which is great. Yeah. Jimmy Martin, the lucky man. I love to, that man's gets, voice. Gets to interview all these people. <laughs> and now Harvey R. Bardem. Who is married, and we talked about it in the interview too, uh, to Penelope Cruz. Oh, God damn. It's one of those couples you're like, shut up. <laughs> I know, right? You can't be that hot and be together. <laughs> Go face the wall. <laughs> and he's he's so good in No Country for Old Men. And then he takes and and does a complete opposite performance in that Bond film. Skyfall. Yeah. yeah. He's so fucking good in My that. My first question, you'll hear it, is I you said know. you pretty much have perfected the art of being a villain. Oh, I want him to be a villain in a Marvel movie. I think oh. he's, he's signed up for a Star Wars or something like that. Well, he's in the Disney family now. Yeah, he is. <laughs> so uh, here it is, uh, Javier Bardem. It's an absolute pleasure to meet you. You are one of my favorite actors who portray villains <laughs> working nowadays. What is the trick to perfecting a villain? And are you channeling anybody when you do it? I guess the trick is uh, that it must be on the page, knowing that it has to have some dimension. Mm. Otherwise, it's boring, not only to <laughs> perform, but also to watch. And I've been lucky enough in No Country, Skyfall, and here to have characters that have uh, layers to yeah. play around with. And uh, that's that's a trick, I guess, <laughs> to, to have a good material. Your character, I love the look of it. It's phenomenal. Yeah. What is the ratio between uh, digital effects compared to the makeup that you're actually wearing? The the whole face was makeup, mm-hmm. and it was a three hours long process. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah, which is not long for <laughs> such a great quality. Sure. Uh, quality in the sense that even your facial expression can go through the mask, mm-hmm. because that was my principal worry. Okay, it looks good, but can I act? Yeah. And uh, and yes, my face is there. Yeah. My facial expression can can be seen, and the hair was digital. <laughs> and uh, when I first saw the movie with everything completed. Uh, I was blown away by the quality of it. Your amazing mm-hmm. wife has already been involved with this franchise. Did she give you tips on dealing with the absurdity that is Jack Sparrow? <laughs> yeah, she told me you're going to have a lot of fun, and <laughs> she was right because uh, Johnny is a great actor. He's a great comedian. He's a great clown. <laughs> uh, he really embodies uh, uh, the characters. His physic- his body language is always uh, very good. Yeah, and especially in this one that he's been doing for so long. So. When he's becoming Jack Sparrow in front of you, uh, you had a problem because <laughs> I had a problem as a moviegoer that I find that character iconic. Yeah, I felt like, wow, that's interesting, that's amazing, and I forgot <laughs> my lines. I have to go, oh shit, I'm working. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For you, what would you consider the hardest day of filming was? The nights. There were a lot of nights, and night, uh, night with the whole makeup and the thing was was tough. But uh, there was an there wasn't such a thing as a hard day. Yeah, uh, it's all it's all about waiting 
I, I guess, as, as, as they say, in movie making, they pay you for waiting, not for acting. <laughs> the acting, I'll do it for free. Sure. It's like they pay you to be waiting for hours. On, um, and, and the waiting, that's hard. But not in this movie, in yeah. every movie. One of the things I love about <clears throat> this movie are the names of the ships. And if you had yeah. your own ship, yeah. what, what would you name it? Uh, Peaceful Seagull. <laughs> yeah. uh, I know it's not a very very pirate, but I like that. <laughs> it's, it's peaceful. Yeah, it's peaceful. <laughs> One of my favorite characters is Uncle Jack. Yes. M- Mr. Paul McCartney. That scene is brilliant. <laughs> that scene works so well, and he's such a great actor. Yeah. It's not again a great actor. It's Paul McCartney. <laughs> yeah, but, but the, 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 the rhythm he has, the comedy rhythm he has in that scene is... It's brilliant. It's yeah. like it's so it's so fun to watch. <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, being that Paul McCartney, what is your favorite Paul McCartney song? I, I have to go to the Beatles. Of course, of course. Uh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> Back in the USSR, I that's love a good that. one. I love that. Absolute pleasure <laughs> meeting you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Mm, good actor. He says Jack Sparrow is my favorite way in any of the movies. Jack Sparrow. Jack Sparrow. Jack Sparrow. <laughs> So good, <laughs> he's he's really good. He scares the hell out of me. I wouldn't be, been able to sit in a room with him like he, you. Actually, I think I kept it in this version because he actually he says shit in it, mm-hmm. and, and so obviously for network television, I had to cut that one out. Yes. <laughs> so because he's so enamored with uh, the the character that is Jack Sparrow in front of him, and he said, "I almost forget my line." Say, "Ah, oh, shit, I'm supposed to be working." <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, so I'm telling you, check it out if you like pirate movies. I think you'll enjoy it. Well, thank you for bringing these. And uh, let's see, what do we do? We want to go to the to the Bambi stuff now. Oh yeah! Wow, I almost forgot. Let's go to the Bambi stuff. So now. the seventy fifth anniversary of Bambi is now out, and uh, so I was asked by our good friend at Disney, uh, did I want to interview the two guys who did, uh, you know, the voices of Young Thumper and Young Bambi? And I said absolutely. I mean, that's history right mm-hmm. there, man. I mean, like you know, not to be morbid by any means, but I mean, these guys are eighty two years old. It might not be another chance. Well, and and they're re releasing Bambi on Blu ray, and uh, uh, I think it's. Really cool that they did this event for yeah. that, you know, and brought them back. They had some of the original animators as well that they they had made available. Yeah, but uh, so this is uh, it's Peter Bean, okay. B E H N, who is uh, lives up in Park City, local. So he's our local All right. buddy, and then uh, Donnie Dunnigan, who uh, is the young Bambi. All right, and this together. Yeah, they're together. The two of them. All yep. right. It's a pleasure meeting both of you. Um, first, I want to say that I can't remember what I ate for lunch yesterday and that we're about to talk about something that happened 75 years ago. Thank you so much for having a much better memory than I do. <laughs> Wait, you haven't talked to us yet. Well, we'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell me, what was the audition process like when you guys joined the production? Well, my father uh, was in the movie industry. He was a screenwriter. And he took me over to audition for the part uh, of Bambi. <laughs> and uh, um, my my father knew Walt Disney and knew what was going on in the industry, and uh, so we, I as I recall it or have heard, I thought there were thirty or so people. I think Donnie has a little different recollection about that, but um, my voice was not correct for the part of Bambi, and so they sort of rejected me. And later on. The animators were listening to some of the voices that had been recorded, and uh, I believe it was Frank Thomas or uh, one of the other animators who said, hey, that kid would be great for the rabbit. (laughs) And so that was the audition process for Thumper. Um, I don't think they actually auditioned any other kids. (laughs) So it, it was 
from my perspective, kind of an easy, easy deal. How about for Bambi? Nobody can match him for Thumper. <laughs> Nobody. I've, I've been trying to imitate him. Can't do it. Can't do it. Um, my uh, experience is a little bit different. I've been in six or seven movies as a little child, crazy kid movie star with all that curly hair. <laughs> and Mr. Disney called, a person called my mother in Westwood here where we lived mm-hmm. uh, and invited us to come to the studio um, to be the facial model yeah. for it. And uh, we did not know that much about Disney. That's the honesty of that. My mother made some phone calls and um, called our agent. <clears throat> we had an agent. I had an agent for several films, right? Uh, I'd be fibbing to you if I didn't tell you I did not like this fellow much. Uh, I was five years old, going on 15 maybe, a little. huh? Here comes our agent. He heard about, oh, he's going to be in a cartoon. No, we don't want him in a cartoon. I'm going to put him in another movie coming up soon. No cartoon. He got very tough with my mother. I mean, really tough. In my own house, right? I fired him. (laughs) Fired him. Later, we heard it for a long, long time. Uh, A five-year-old, rotten little kid me (laughs) fired his agent from New York, right? (laughs) When we went to to, uh, uh, Disney's studio, a lot of construction, as I remember, going on. It had some newness to it. I was thrilled to death. Thrilled to death. Here's the place where they have all these funny little characters. <laughs> Not some boring soundstage for a kid that's five years old yeah. who wants to ride his bicycle and play with his puppy dog. Not in the soundstage of the studio. So I was delighted to be at Disney. <laughs> you guys both mentioned uh, Mr. Disney. Uh, what life lessons did you take away by working with him personally? Well, it certainly was, was not... Uh an unpleasant or difficult person to work with. Um, I think that uh, he was very, very much involved with with the employees and and very sympathetic and uh, empathetic um, with everyone. And I think just to experience someone who uh, is in a position of uh, power, if you will, or authority, um, who was not bullying or or being tough on on one another uh, was was very meaningful he was a leader <laughs> really was i seen several people in the film industry that were super super good i saw some that what needed to be good <laughs> mr disney was a contrast he was a leader he had his sleeves up rolled up half the time he was participating um, in some studios uh, I won't mention where or how. Um, the employees, the sound guy, the camera guy would say, watch out, here he comes, here he comes. What kind of leader is that? Here he comes, right? Be careful. When Mr. Disney would show up, it was very, very warm. Here comes Walt, he'll help. Ask him about that. Mm-hmm. That's called participation leadership. And it made a heck of an impression on me. Yeah. And, um, and I almost got fired once, I think, uh, because I called a, a live deer that I saw, my very first deer, boring, and he heard about it, and he, he said, uh, Donnie, our Bambi will not be boring. <laughs> After 75 years, why do you think Bambi still resonates with audiences today? That's a little bit of a tough question to, to answer, I, I think. I, I, I'm sure there are many different reasons. Probably the biggest one is that for whatever reason, the parents saw the movie when they were a child because uh, their parents dragged them there, and I think everybody loves it. I think the first half of the movie, uh, a lot of people remember it's very light. There's some humor in it, the ice skating scene, and all of these things that uh, people love. And uh, 
So I think parents today bring their kids to the movie or they show it at home on a, on a DVD or, or mm-hmm. Blu-ray or whatever. Yeah. And uh, so uh, I think that's, that's a, a big part of it. It has to resonate forever. Just like the song, Love is a Song Never Ends, it has to resonate forever. I get mail today, three letters a week from children all over, from Nova Scotia, from Oregon, everywhere. And sometimes artwork, a child will draw Bambi and send it to me. 75 years later, the birthday now of Bambi, that's the evidence that it has an impact positive with children and grandmothers and granddads, or they would not go to the trouble to write letters to an old jerk like me in the middle of Texas. (laughs) Absolute pleasure meeting both of you. Thank you so much. Thank you. you. Pleasure. It's just, that's history is what that is. How many people can you really talk to that have actually worked with Walt Disney? I mean, exactly. That is fucking history (laughs) that you're hearing right there. And you got to sit in the room with it. Yeah, they were cool. That is so cool. All right. Well, thank you, Jimmy. Thank you. For bringing all these things. Uh, Thank you for listening all the way through to the episode. We appreciate and love you. And we'll see you next week.